Yo, welcome to another edition of the Speaker Geeker Podcast. I'm your host, Steve-O Steve. And today, we got my brothers with me, my, my shotgun, my backseat rider, <laughs> Tommy T and G. And on today's episode, I am so, 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 so excited today. Y'all can yes, probably sir. tell by my energy right now. Yes, sir. Because yeah. we told y'all we was bringing back the interviews, and we know how much yeah. y'all love the interviews. And not only are we bringing back the interviews, we coming out with an A-bomb. We coming out with a punch. If y'all watched the <laughs> UFC last night, we coming out like Francis uh, Ningano <laughs> with that right hand. I think it was a left. A left hand to Stipe. I like Stipe. But we coming out, with, we coming out hard because we got our partner. Our partner, our player partner, player our partner. road dog, someone yeah. I go way, way back, me and G. Yeah. And man, this guy is doing some incredible stuff right now. And we're so happy to have him on the show. His name is Tyke T. So y'all will Tyke T to the show. I'm, I'm calling him Tyke Bomb because this is a Tyke Bomb today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how we coming. Tyke Bomb, bomb Tyke T. Just you know like what I'm saying? Six, hey, <laughs> <laughs> if we had some flag bombs, that'd be that'd be so crazy, man. Um, so today we got a, a stellar interview for y'all today with Tyke T, as well as you know what I'm saying y'all favorites. What's in your speaker with G? And we bring y'all the weekly news with Tommy T. So, without further ado, please, please, if y'all catching us on YouTube, there's a little bread, there's a little bell there. It's a bell. You can see it. It's like kind of like somewhere over there in the corner. Just tap it. Tap it with your mouse. Just do the bell. It's that easy. That way you can see what all we got going on on the official Speaker Giga podcast page. Yes, as well as if you checking us out on your favorite podcast platform, please, please, please subscribe so you can catch everything that we got coming. Um, and without further ado, man, please comment. Listen. Subscribe and most importantly, enjoy. Enjoy. So let's hop in here, man. What's up? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing, man? What's happening? Man. I'm, I'm excited, here, man. I'm excited. Blessings, yeah. man. We alive. Yeah. We, hit, every day. I don't take that for granted at all man, no more, dog. So it's good to be here, G. Real talk. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely, man. Definitely blessings to uh Definitely a time not to be taken for granted. I know we kind of on the backside of the whole Corona thing, but still, you know. Are we? Though? We don't know. That you know well, <laughs> I don't know. We I'm backside? saying it's kind of the backside. We making progress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we yeah. making strides, but yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, we got something at least, you know. Yeah. So uh, my Instagram say it's over though, bro. Like real talk, my Instagram yeah. like it's done. <laughs> they 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 popping now. It's over. So like I don't know where we at, but I'm gonna tell you what my Instagram say. The wrong over. It will run over. Just about. Yeah. Mine, <laughs> mine say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so man, G, what you got for us this week, man? Man, okay. We're gonna go right into this uh what's in your speaker segment, man. Cause actually, like I said last week when I was saying that I ain't had a chance to really listen to a variety of music. I've been kind of honing in on shit. Um, that actually happened again this week. So I was on Facebook and just talking back and forth with my cousin Diamond and she ended up sending me um, an artist. I think it was Friday night. I was out with Allison. We went to go get something to eat and I looked down and I had, she was like, have you ever listened to this girl, Mariah the Scientist? And I was like, no, nah, I don't even know who that is. And she was like, she sent me a song and the song she sent me is called Beetlejuice and it's off of her album called uh, Master. And this is an interesting uh, 
it's an interesting cover art on that album because it's just a picture of her like kind of posed like this and shit like how your grandma number be posed on their picture and shit yeah. and then like the dude behind her got his hand on her shoulder but you can't see his face and so it's, it's pretty interesting I'm like okay what the fuck is this about and so I go in and I listen to it Beetlejuice was good I really like that song but I think my favorite song on there was uh, it's called Thanks for Nothing but the song the, the concept of the uh, the album the sound to me it sounds like because it's definitely like a breakup album. Like, you can tell she's been hurt and she's talking about her ex a lot. But it's not like from the production. It sounds like she's going on a fucking deep space adventure. And the, and okay. she's doing that to get over her ex. That's what it sounds like to me. I was yeah. like, this motherfucker here done found some shit. This is crazy. <laughs> and so I listened to that. And then I also listened to She Got Like Two More Songs because that came out in 2019. But in 2020, she also dropped a song. One of them is featuring Lil Baby. It's called Always and Forever. That one's good, so I say check that one out. Um, and then also it's one called R.I.P. And that's a very interesting fucking song as well. Um, it's it's kind of sad listening to the lyrics, but the fucking song itself is amazing. Um, so definitely go check out Mariah the Scientist if you ain't never heard of her or if you have heard of her and you just want to go listen to her again. Uh, the only other thing I really got a chance to check out was uh, Young Dolphin Key Glock came out with uh, what's that shit called? Dumb and Dumb, and dumb and two? 2? Dumb and Dumb 2. Dumb and dumb there you two. go. I'm sitting there looking at it but I ain't got the title in front of me. Um, <clears throat> two of the songs I really fuck with on there is uh, What You See Is What You Get and then mm-hmm. Aspen. That's like the second and third songs on there. Because I listened to it. I tried to listen to it all at once but it's too fucking long right now. Like, I ain't had time. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, it's 20 songs on this bitch, bro. It's, it's 2021. Why you still dropping 20 song albums, nigga? But um, <laughs> I really fuck with that joke. I just don't feel like anybody deserves my attention for 20 songs no more. Not in 2021. Not oh, all at man. once, nigga. Like, send me, <laughs> send me them just in, in pockets, nigga. Give me no more than like 10 at the most. And then preferably give me six five, seven, something like that, like the EP shit of the past, like, nigga, give me that, and we can keep it moving, because niggas be on the go, niggas be having shit to do, I don't be in the car that goddamn long anyways, unless I'm going on a trip from here to Memphis, and like, nigga, that's not very often, that's a nine hour drive, <laughs> so like, fuck all that shit, but other than that, everything else was just like, just random shit that came up when I hit shuffle, when I was in the car, so we ain't gonna get into all of that, but, nigga, since we got a guest this week, since we got a guest this week, we're going to go ahead and take it to... You still in Memphis, ain't it, Tyke? I am, bro. Yup, yup. Yeah. We're going to take it to Tyke right quick. Take it to Memphis. Going up there uh, to the west side of Tennessee. We're going to see what this nigga been on this week, bro. What you yeah. been listening to lately? Bro, like, I'm happy you asked me this because I... Like, so a goal that I got in 2021 is to get my songs synced in some type of video game, whether it be Madden, 2K, whatever. I've been able to get in a couple of trailers, but I ain't been able to actually get in the game. <clears throat> and yeah. it's a goal. And if you look it up in the industry, like the game industry really doesn't have big payouts, but it's more of a flick. So it's like, nigga, I've been playing Madden all my life. So it's like, I'm in Madden. You're like, look at me. Like you can't ball out with the check, but at the same time, it's a big flick. So like, I just been studying the artists in 2K21 right now. And so I've been checking out a ton of their stuff. And I don't know, like, 
we the background of the music for us in the past really didn't matter as much. It's just mm-hmm. like you playing the game, yeah. so you hear that shit be bumping, but you ain't really thinking that think none of it. And so what I've been doing is like I've been shazamming the artists just to be like, who is this? Like, mm-hmm. where you coming from? Where you at? Like, how how are y'all doing this? So I can understand what is the sonic sound that's actually hitting in these games and stuff like that. So a couple of artists I want to make sure y'all check out because they bumping like a motherfucker. I was like, damn, y'all hard as hell. So it's this girl named Pineapple City. I don't know if y'all know her, if y'all never heard anything from her, but she hard as hell. She got this record called Believe. Check that joint out. Pineapple City. Pineapple City, all right? There's another artist. I'm late to the party on Childish Major. I'll be the person to let y'all know that. But he got a record called Kick It. Mm -hmm. That shit go hard as hell. I met that nigga one time. What do you like, bro? He good? He cool? Like he? Yeah, it was a cool dude, bro. He was at uh, one of them shows that I went to downtown. And uh, I think it was a big boy show that I went to, and that nigga was on the uh, lineup. And I ended. He was up in the city before. Yeah, he was there. I yeah. know that. Yeah, like, but I. So, like I said, I'm late to the party, but he got this record on there called "Kick It." It's like real, real hard. It's like it sounds like some Memphis shit, to be honest. But it's yeah. it's crazy, um, super duper hard. I'm going through it. This young dude uh, named Chaz Marcus. The name of the record is called "Ballman Belt." I ain't really into fashion. I'm probably saying that wrong. The song is a flex, but it's like he flexing to like an acoustic guitar. So it's shit hard mm-hmm. as fuck. Check uh-huh. that joint out. Uh, and then uh, the girl Chica. Y'all, yes, yeah, yes, bro, she's the hardest fuck, bro. Like, so she got a song on there, uh, uh, like my destiny or something like that. I'm looking, it's called Crown, and mm-hmm. it, you know, you know, you ever listen to a lot of my records, like, you're gonna hear like the gospel influence because we in the south, mm-hmm. so we in the, the Bible built, but yeah. you can hear like the choir and everything on there. Can't nobody stop my and the choir going crazy, like, she she on she on something else, like, she hard as hell, like. Yeah. Yeah, like Chica crazy. I didn't really know that. Um, IDK, dude named IDK. He got a record with Juicy J. It's called Square Up. So like right before the game start up, like you like, all right, nigga, I'm finna beat the fuck out this nigga because he gets you so turned up. Like hard as hell. Like, nah, nigga, like you, all right, my guy, you say you finna come up to the crib and beat me. I doubt it. Like, so anyway, out of all the like the biggest thing that I hear sonically is like Memphis or the South, we still control the sound. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. I don't think that we stopped controlling the sound probably since 50 Cent, to be honest. Like that was probably the last time that the South didn't have control over the sound, to be honest. Cause he was so monstrous. Like nobody, I, I can't remember the last artist that had a wave like 50. Everybody just knew that who 50 was, right? Yeah. But yeah. probably since then. I don't think that we've not controlled the sound and just seeing it in music supervision, like TV, film, and gaming. Uh-huh. Like, I can hear it. It's like, all this shit sound like some nigga out, out of the city in the North Memphis or South Memphis or Westwood or wherever. Like, they're driving the sound. And it's just beautiful to see because the South still has control over everything. So that's what I took from it when I listen to all these records. It's like, the South control this. You can hear from the flow, from the cadence to the beat to the bass. Yeah. Like, we got this on lot, <clears throat> period. Yes, sir. Niggas like our shit, man. Like people oh, yeah, really man. do. People yeah. really like it. And I think uh we talked about it a little bit last week, maybe. Um, when we was talking about Tommy kind of getting a chance to experience some of the um music from Raekwon and Ghostface Killer. Yeah, he was talking yeah, about the differences yeah, yeah. in the sounds and how like you have to kind of shift the way that you listen to music right. if you listen to places that are from different regions. But I think, right. like you said, Ty, it's kind of become more of a global thing to yeah. hear. Southern yeah. influence sounds just making their way through the airwaves. It's, it's crazy. Do you know the most used flow right now, even on the Hulu got live sports? Let's get your roll on, nigga. That's made yep. it fresh. <laughs> like, 
we control we still controlling the sound like that yeah. that cadence right there dunna dunna dun dun uh dunna dunna like that's it's like five songs right now that was on the radio in like the last five years that have had that same cadence like mm-hmm. it, the south still got the sound it's crazy it's so funny you talked about some new york niggas though like about two years ago i went through like a whole exploration of like all right what did i miss growing up because <sighs> You just miss so much. Here we go. Here that's we go. it. This, right. is, that's this it. is the reason why a nigga like you needs to be on this show today. Bruh, and what you saying though? Go ahead. I did. So y'all, y'all niggas watch hip hop evolution. I don't know if y'all watch. Yeah, I haven't started I watching. Netflix. Okay, I cool. Started so you know, it takes you chronologically to what you miss. So I was like, bro, let me go back and see what the fuck I missed. Tribe Called Quest blew my mind, y'all. I mean that shit for life, dog. Their beats with that jazz influence, it was something mm-hmm. that was crazy. Like. It the what they did. I didn't realize Q-Tip was like this. I didn't realize Spike Dog was like this. I didn't know, bro. Like it's just something that I missed. Only thing I really knew about Q-Tip, if I'm being honest, was vibrant thing because that shit was hard as hell in the eighth yep. grade. Yep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> had to look, and we were in that bitch. Mm, 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 mm. Like, that was me. But I didn't know that, <laughs> bro. You go back and check out that other stuff out that they did, bro. Uh, the, the the Queen Latifah and them, like, mm-hmm. bro. These yep. people, music is just something that's been crazy. So, like, I would tell anybody go back, listen to, look at your roots because, like, obviously the South has it, but like there was there was some East Coast had some shit going growing up though, bro. Like yeah. for real, and I just missed it because like I wasn't on it like that. Like my yeah. brother, I'm from the South, so my brother brought in all the No Limit records. Y'all you know I mean we had 28 of those junks. Yeah. Like my brother was a DJ, so he brought them all in. Be like Fiend dropping, then Master yeah. P drop, then after P drop, here comes Silk, then Mr. Serve on, then mm-hmm. Mia X. You know, like that's all I had in my house, so I ain't really know none of this other stuff. But like that's the I I, I say the South got the game on lot, but like. You go back and do some exploration. Like, them niggas in the past from the East Coast, they were bumping too, though. They really were. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, take it to middle fucking Tennessee, going up 40 right quick. Uh, Make it down there to where Steve-O Steve resides. Yo, Bro, what you had this week, man? What you been listening to? Oh, man. So let's jump into it. Uh, this week, man. Let's start this list, bro. This, right. Uh, Santa's uh, well, Christmas list. Right. Get, yeah, get, hey. <laughs> get ready for it. Um, so this week, man, of course, I'm on my dog, Tight T, uh, getting warmed up for the interview, but also, you know, staying staying up to par with what he got, got going on as well as looking at some of the older stuff like uh, The Overlook and, of course, you know what I'm saying, the 30-day mixtape. And, 30, you know what I'm saying? 30 days. Yeah, along with everything else from the past. Also, man, it's crazy how much, and you posted a lot, how much you've had in, like, Love & Hip Hop VH1 shows and, like, going back and listening to those. So it's amazing to see that grow from then to now. So I've definitely been on some tight tea this week for sure. So everybody go to Apple Music, Spotify, uh, whatever you listen to, type in tight tea. It's T-Y-K-E-T. Uh, and find it. And, man, go check out everything you got going on for mm-hmm. sure. Um, from there, I'm going to jump back here real quick because I'm going through my Apple Music. Uh, from there, I went to... Give me a quick second. I hate when I have to type in and come out to type in and come in. From there, uh, man, I was doing some, I listened to some more uh, local music off in Chattanooga. My homeboy, um, my homeboy Tez D, the running man, listened to the North. I was actually on, the crazy thing was I was on the North side of Nashville because I was taking uh, my son to this place called McKay so he can look for some games and and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um and then we was like, man, we out north. We don't normally go out north that much. And I was like, man, I'm going to put on some. He has an album called North, Neighborhood Association with Foles. Um, so I was like, man, we're on the north. I'm going to bump something. 
from the north, not north side of Nashville, but the north side of Chattanooga. So I was checking out, uh, checking out him, Ted's the running man. Go back, check, check that out and everything he got coming. And then I hopped on Friday, new releases, of course. We got Rod Wave. Yo, yo, look here. I like Rod Wave a lot. I do. I really, really do. This is but, right. But <laughs> look here. This album is dope. But just like G just said, yo, 19 songs, bro. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it, man. I, I enjoy <laughs> an album with 20 plus songs, man. I do too. Yeah, um, like 15 of them just going to be straight. Yeah, I, I I do too. I just think that perfect, like, that perfect place is like between that 15 to 17. Yeah. You know, you get that good, like, I'm not like, you know, tired at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did enjoy this album for sure. Um, Tombstone, of course, is the record that everyone's talking about. And of course, I see why. Um, so if, if you're in the mood for some Rod Wave, which I think he's probably the number one album out right now, go yeah. check out that Soul Soul Fly. Um, man, Rod Wave and Moray. Murder yeah. or Moray. Yeah. I hope I'm not butchering his name. I like, man, I just love them too. They want the uh, same too, bro. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, from there, of course, Dolphin Keyglock. I mean, Dumb and Dumber too. Yo, I love this album cover because if you don't know what this album cover is from, it's Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, and the way they drew it was just amazing. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed it. So, and, and that's the cra- and and the craziest thing was while I was listening to this. I then I know it was a couple of weeks ago we was talking about I was saying I need this Memphis record with all these Memphis guys on it because they're kind of in that same circle circle and I said Key Glock, Dolph, Duke Deuce, Pooh Shiesty. I think those were the four that I that I threw in there. Yeah. Um but man, I need money bag you on that as well. Uh that'd be pretty cool to see, to kind of yep. see that happen. Cause mm-hmm. just kind of they kind of be around each other seem a good amount, except for maybe Dolphin and, and, and Bag. And that's probably because of the whole situation with uh, him and Gotti. But it'll be interesting to see. I like Duke Duke, so I'm going to throw him in anytime. <laughs> I don't care what anybody <laughs> say. I like Duke a lot. Uh, <laughs> bring back that crunk. Yeah, he bring back that crunk music, man. Something that you just just in, in, enjoy um, if you was around in that era. Uh, yeah. So, Getting into something that Tyke just said, and a couple of minutes ago, I was listening to Rakim uh, and thinking about that jazz, uh, that jazz feel that they bring in with the with their music. Yo, Rakim has a record just like that, that kind of at the beginning, you hear this, this saxophone, and then they just kind of go into him just killing it. Uh, so I was listening to some Rakim right before we got on. Um, so go back, check out all the rock him stuff, just kind of hear how dope he was when he was spitting. Cause yeah. it was hard, period. Uh, yeah. Super period. <laughs> um, from there, this time I actually got individual records for y'all. Uh, Cause normally I listen to individual records. I don't have a list of them and it sucks. But this time I actually got individual records. Uh, hard for the next, Money Bag and Future. Yeah. 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 Go, go I ain't got a chance to yeah. hear that one. Yeah, I did see the <laughs> flex, bro. Like, if you don't see the like the Instagram snippets and stuff. It's like, 
nigga just I'm balling on y'all. What now? Like it's crazy. Like yeah. it's a huge flex. The, the record hard too though. Super hard. Mm. Absolutely. And it's just man. Somebody I don't know what it is. Like future really does kind of make it a movie. Cause Moneybag he he does his thing, but then when you get that promotion mixed with future, I don't know who does it, but it it like it like looks like a real like movie. You'd be like. <laughs> Like like Tyke just said, it's a super duper flex. And you're like, yeah, I gotta get on this record. Uh, <laughs> um, from there, uh, YSN Flow, Money Man. Go check that one out. Let me know what y'all think. Let me know what y'all think. Um, Penguins, of course, is off the young dolphin key lock. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Cause they change this up so much. Um, Street Runner, that's off a of ride wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot, man, I thought I had more than just that. I think they changed it up on me. But nevertheless, uh, just <laughs> if you're on Apple Music, just hit that, you know, that uh, top tracks and just kind of go down through it. Uh, Hopes and Dreams. If y'all don't know, Wiz dropped a deluxe version this week. He's got a record with Nip Hustle, Hopes and Dreams. Go check it out. Um, and yeah, man, that, that's pretty much it. Besides listening to a lot of, uh, a lot of her. I like her yeah. a lot. A lot, a lot. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I'm still mad at her. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be mad at her until I get what I asked for. What so, she do? Uh, I'm still mad at her. I asked for her to get uh Rick Ross on the remix of uh what is it? Damaged. Damaged. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, bro. As that, soon man. as you give me that, then we back on speaking terms. I didn't realize how dope her was. Like, I remember seeing her at the BET Awards and she was like, you know, y'all know y'all be having, they be having like them segments like BET Mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the time, her name was Gabby Wilson. That's, that's her real name, Gabby Wilson. So like, if you go check out the, the, the records under Gabby Wilson, them hoes is just as hard. And then she like came out with this whole remarketing thing and came out as her. And yeah, I yeah. love how mystified Mist- 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 she came back yeah. out of ass. But like, go check out the record called Something to Prove. Gabby Wilson is just her, but that jumped hard as hell. Like, she crazy. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, I'm glad you said that. I need more to listen to. There you yeah, go. I'm gonna go find that. There it is. Absolutely. Steve, you got some more? Uh, no, no, I ain't got. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hey, that's a short <laughs> list, ain't it? <laughs> What's up? We gonna wrap this shit up? All right, Tommy. Uh, down to ATL, bro. Man, what you been on this week, man? Man, this week is it's not a lot, um, but um, this week, man, been pretty good to me though. Um, of course, I've been listening to Tyke T. Um, I've been hearing y'all talking about him a lot. And uh, finally went to his uh, discography and checked out everything, man. That's a hey, man. My man, my man is dope. <laughs> <laughs> like all BS aside, man, my man is dope. He uh he got a song with uh a guy I went to school with, Professor C. Um, what's the name of that song? Uh, Pro-, Pro C. Yeah. Oh, you went back bad. You talking about on me? You got it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. I was like, what? Charles on this jet, man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on me. Uh, I was like, okay, okay. So um, I always liked Charles Flow. And then to hear you guys together, man, it was like, yeah, this is nice right here, man. So um, checked out Tyke T. Um, what else we was listening to? Of course, Young Dolph and Key Glock, Dumb and Dumber 2. Um, I enjoyed the album thoroughly. 
all the way through. Nigga, you be sitting at home. You got time. Hey, I didn't have anything to do. Just sitting hey. at home. Got it playing on the Alexa. Um, in the car, hit the car test. You know, it, it passed the car test. Um, Band play. Yeah. Um, what else was it? Uh, Rod Wave. I just started listening to the Rod Wave. I always feel like he got depressed music. Mm. Like his his music puts you in a in a mode, but it's dope. But it's like something sad is happening, you know. Mm. But um, I checked that out. That soul fly. Um, and then I had a week of Biggie, man. So I was listening to Life After Death, um, Born Again. I I realized I never listened to Born Again. Like and mm. like never listened to it. I always thought that he just only dropped two albums and then everything else was kind of like something that somebody else put. But Born Again was a, a actual album they put together, but it was like verses that he already did mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So um, and then Biggie, I got a story to tell, is pretty much the soundtrack to the Netflix documentary um, yep. with a bunch of his songs on there. And that's what caused me to go listen to the old song. Um, and then this next, the last thing I was listening to was uh, this playlist called Lo-Fi Dreaming. So it got Lo-Fi beats on it. And uh, yeah. I mean, that stuff, it's, it's like it's like jazz music, but with a beat to it, mm. with no words. Like the words are distracting if they do have words on it. So uh, I check those out sometimes, man. So, well, yeah, that's my week, man. Yo, the the low five was that the is that the one that be popping up on the Instagram? No, I don't think so. I ain't seen it on Instagram. But you know, because like, I get like, like you think about it like this, it it be like uh, like if you go on, I guess it's on Apple Music. I was using mm-hmm. title, but um, it'll say like study playlist or focus uh-huh. playlist or something like that. Yeah, those it be, it be those kind of beats. Like I found one. Um, it was like a trap jazz. Mm. Playlist with no words. Oh, bro! I was like, goodness gracious, man! You get focused and and it just be you hear, you feel it. You know what I'm saying? And it's not distracting. Oh man, that's dope. See what pops up on Instagram? This thing called Chill Beats. They just same thing. That's same thing. Yeah. So I finally, yeah, yeah. So I finally went and checked it out earlier this week, and I was like, man, it keep popping up because it has like the Homer Simpson. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say the Simpsons don't be popping up on my. Yeah, like a lot, and I was like, I'm gonna go check this out finally. So I went and I checked it out, and I was like, dang, this is dope. Right, right. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Them folks got your ass, bro. Yeah, yeah, they finally. You gotta have some restraint, bro. You gotta have some restraint. You gotta be like, man, fuck you, niggas. I ain't listening to your shit. I ain't listening to that. It it probably took about a good year, and I was like, man, I'm tired of seeing Homer come to hell. You know what? Finally, because the actual ad is dope. It is, bro. Like chilling and shit. I'm like, bro, I want to click this so bad. Man. But I got restraint, bro. I got self control. <laughs> I finally, I finally, I finally fed in. I was like, man, I'm gonna check this out. Man, I'm just so it's disappointed in you, bro. Man, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but these be dope, though, man. I'm like, man, I definitely, God, definitely do, man. I was like, true, I, man. I gotta try it out. Um, <laughs> yo, Tommy T. Yo, what you got in the news for me, brother? Man, this week has been a wonderful week uh, for the news. Um, the first thing I want to start off with, man, is uh, Derek Chauvin's murder trial. Derek Chauvin mm-hmm. is the police officer that killed uh, George Floyd um, mm-hmm. by strangling him to death. Allegedly, we got to say that because they on trial to, uh, it starts Monday. So by the time this podcast come out, we would have already been in the first day 
of the jury, the opening statements. Um, I just wanted to hear what you guys got to say. Like, what's your opinion about this trial? What do you want to see as an outcome for this trial? Because it's huge. It's huge, man. First of all, um, allegedly, we're not going to use that because uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like we know, nigga, it was you. It wasn't something that we heard about from down the street that some nigga played the telephone game and I heard a different version of the story. No, nigga, we saw it. <laughs> we got pictures, we got live evidence. Right. Um, so yeah, I just I just would like for once in fucking history for people to be able to say, this is wrong, you're going to be getting some appropriate consequences for what you did. Yeah. I'll be a hundred percent with y'all. Like I haven't, I still haven't been able to make it all the way through that video. I, I, I might be the last black person on the earth that hasn't, but it's like, it's so much trauma looking at it mm-hmm. because I'm like, Oh, like you're not going to pull your knee up off this nigga neck at all. Like, this is terrible. Like, this is like some of the worst shit I've ever seen in my life. So like, and just to echo what, what G said, like, can we get some goddamn justice G like not, not some play around justice. Like we, it, you on live video, bro. Like, what more? What more do you have to do at this point? Like, I said this in one of my raps a while back. Well, it was for like the MLK thing. And it was like, when you grow up, if you a kid and your, your skin is look like mine, you already guilty. And mm-hmm. it's like every single couple of years, something's going to happen where you get reminded that my skin already, I'm, I got four strikes against me just when I walk outside. It's yeah. like, nigga, I'm fighting the Rona. <laughs> I'm fighting allergies and I'm fighting the fact that just because I'm here and I'm black, it's a goddamn yep. problem. And yep. it's disgusting. Yep. And so I haven't been able to make it through it because I'm like, bro, this is, and like, I don't need, I don't need just show, yo, um, I don't need to be pacified. Like mm-hmm. I don't need it when it was cool uh, last year to like when the riots were happening, uh-huh. and, like, it was real cool. It was the cool thing to do, you know, companies coming out and they like, yeah, man, we stand with y'all and we're going to go black on Tuesday. They ain't doing none of that shit no more. Cause it mm-hmm. ain't cool no more. Like it was a bottom line thing. They had to put their they, they, they money where their mouth was. So they was like doing that last year. But now what have you heard? Like, it's like, this done went away and then something's going to happen again. And they're going to be real, real like We got y'all. We black lives matter again. So just come through, like, stop playing. Y'all saw what he did. Put this nigga in jail or whatever the fuck he at. I like, like, stop playing. Like, it's just get old, you know, basically. And it ain't no more that I can say. <laughs> I agree. I completely agree. Right. Uh, with both G and Tyke. Um, I'm with Tyke all the way. Like, don't give us the cool stuff. I, I don't want that. Like, when I worked for BMI, uh, after I had left to pursue real estate full time, I then I did see them do the whole black. Uh, I think it was a Black Tuesday. I think that's mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they were also supposed to be giving money towards a lot of uh, uh, black-owned business and organizations to help with uh, justice reform. But um, then there was an article coming out of how races uh, they have been towards their employees. Mm-hmm. So I don't want the. Are right, we doing this to so that y'all so that hey we you know the essential hey we got black friends type of deal. I I don't want that. I won't. Give me the genuine uh, hey, that's wrong. Period. I can't. You know what I'm saying? And then especially what G said, like, for once, have some nuts and and give us some justice. Period. You know what I'm saying? That's just it. Especially for his family and him. Yeah. Man, uh, go ahead, man. No, I was going to say, man, like, what you got, like, from the beginning, I was always like, this man killed this dude. Like that's simplest. That's that's the simplest thing. It's no 
A, B, C, D. It's a it's a A closed case to me. Mm-hmm. We got video, we got a dead body, and and more video. You know, like it it just doesn't make sense. So, you know, we it's it's sad that as black people, we have to think, oh, we got three, four strikes against us. You know what I'm saying? That's the saddest thing about it. It's like we have to think that way when we walk out the door. But what's even more sad is that even though we got those strikes against us, there's still a possibility. Like we're sitting here for black men. We know that there's a possibility. Even with from from what we saw, we know that there's a chance that this man could just walk free. It's sick. Like your status can't your status can't alleviate you from the racism in the world. Right. Like I put a post up a while ago. It's like black people, make sure y'all get y'all tags renewed right now. Why? Because yeah. I'm a nigga that don't like getting my tags renewed. I think that's bullshit. I don't want to give you 120 some odd more dollars. Fuck y'all. That's how I feel. But my wife like, hey, stop playing with that because you don't need to give these folk no reason to pull you over. Because that can turn into, well, shit, he made me feel some type of way and he shot my ass. And that's the mm-hmm. end of it. And I think some, one of y'all said it, and I forget, but the family, like, we got to remember these people are still dealing with the fact that that person is no longer here. Right, like we, right. move, like we don't move on. We still got it in our head, but like, can you, my, my grandmama and my, my grandmama and my, and my auntie died like two years ago, back to back. It was like my grandma died. And then my auntie died. Mm-hmm. That shit. I ain't over that shit. Like you don't get over it because right. like these people I love. Mm-hmm. So imagine that. And that's, that's the amongst me and my family in Smyrna. You know, imagine if I had to live that on a global stage, man, man. man. And so, and then you saw somebody do it, and then they still might not get justice. Come on, yeah. man, that's tough. That's the that's the toughest thing about this whole thing. Um, yeah. Greg, what was you gonna say? I mean, I lost my thought, man. Um, <laughs> just it probably was just gonna go along the lines of what's already been yeah. being said and reiterated. It's just like you don't. <laughs> It's, it's, damn. When uh-huh. I said earlier that, um, like, Tyke asked me, like, how's Houston treating you? And I was like, oh, yeah, the city is cool, but, like, my job is some bullshit. Like, it's, it's, it's been that <laughs> this mm-hmm. whole year. And, like, moving from a place that's predominantly black, Memphis, and then coming to Houston where I live um, in a suburb of Houston where it's mostly white folks all the time is who I see. Um, and, and the way that they approach having interactions at all with me is just real fucked up. And this past week I had an incident where it was just like the last straw pretty much where it was just like, all right, bro, y'all been fucking with me all year. I'm finna get y'all niggas. Um, and so that's, what's basically going on right now here is I think I set up a meeting for this upcoming Thursday to talk to some people because this lady was just trying me and trying me and trying me. And I, at some point I realized, Hmm, I can just like write all this shit down <laughs> and then just call a meeting and just like embarrass this lady mm-hmm. just like for the fun of it. Cause I like that shit. Like I like to embarrass people in front of their face and shit like have people. Cause I like to see what people look like, like when they realize, damn, I fucked up and I shouldn't have tried this nigga. But like it's, it's fun as hell to do that. So like I, I gathered all my little materials. I made myself a little sheet and I called it, uh, <laughs> I called it Vince Staples at such and such elementary school because Vince Staples got a song where like on the chorus, he just like, I'm not the one. I'm not the one. (laughs) And so like, I'm going to pass that shit out to everybody in the meeting. I'm going to go through it progressively and all that shit. 
Because it's like, bro, I'm just tired of it. And then it's, as far as like George Floyd is uh, associated with this, it's like, bro, this shit is going on on a global scale. We can see it on TV every day. And for me mm-hmm. to have to come to work and deal with this shit personally at work in the midst of all this shit going on outside of these motherfucking doors is just very insensitive and just infuriating. So it's, it's hard. I can, t- I can um, agree with you, Ty, because you're not the last nigga that ain't watched it. Like, I haven't watched the video. I've seen, like, the pictures a million times because the pictures come mm-hmm. up on, like, whenever you see an article written about it, they'll have the picture of him kneeling on his neck and shit. But, like, no, I didn't watch the video because I was like, bro, I don't need to see that shit. Like, <laughs> I done seen a million of these motherfuckers. I couldn't do it, bro. I couldn't. Like, I just yeah. couldn't get through it because it's like, you know, as black men, you know, a lot of times we hold in our emotions. We don't have conversations. And that's deeper. And we ain't got to go into that. But, like, yeah. you know, I've, I, I tell them, I, I have more opportunities now when my niggas is like, it's different. Like, man, I love y'all niggas be safe. Like, we need to have these type of talks. We need to let oh, y'all sure. know because I don't know. This might be the last time I see y'all. But, like, that struck up some type of emotion in me that I had never even felt before. I'm like, damn, like, I don't know this person, but it made me feel some type of way seeing like the first couple of meetings because he was asking for his mama and I couldn't deal with it after that. Yeah. I had to turn it off because yeah. I saw that part and I was like, because I know that's probably where I'd be too. Like, that's the that's the that's the person on the earth that you probably like have yeah. maybe one of the biggest relationships with and you you're starting to see your life like flash before mm-hmm. your eyes. So it's like, mama, help me. Cause you like I, I had to turn it off after that. Like I couldn't yeah, do that's that's I fucking traumatizing, deal. bro. That's fucking yeah. traumatizing for somebody to be calling out for their mom. I remember watching uh this show called Boardwalk Empire, and it was a guy who used to be in the military and he was saying that there was a guy that they strung up on a fence or something like that. He got caught in some barbed wire. And he said after a few days, the man just started calling for his mom. Like that was the last thing he did before he died because he couldn't get free and nobody wasn't finna help his ass. Right. <laughs> so it was just like, somebody save me. The person who I trust the most, please come and save me. That kind mm-hmm. of thing. So yeah, that's traumatizing. Definitely. Man, that was great. That was awesome. Um, we hope we get justice for uh, George Floyd. Um, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of this global scale and uh, kind of play with the with the fact that it's four black men on on the on the uh, podcast today. Um, I want to get y'all thoughts on this Derrick Jackson thing. <laughs> we uh we like I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the background. Uh, <laughs> me and my wife, you know, on the on the August Love Story podcast. I love you, baby. Just if you're listening to this podcast, Amber, I love you forever, <laughs> my queen. Oh man, uh. This guy, Derek Jackson, uh, we're going to talk about this on our pod, on the August Love Story podcast more in depth. But I just wanted to get a, an opinion from a black male perspective other than myself. Um, what do y'all think about the whole everything that has gone on? This man has been was a relationship. Um, I want, I'm going to just say coach. You know what I'm saying? A, a relationship coach. He wasn't a therapist or anything. He's just going off of his personal experiences and thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, gets caught cheating or doesn't get caught cheating, but somehow it comes out that he had cheated in the past. Then mm-hmm. does a YouTube video um, with his wife to say, yeah, I got, I was cheating, you know, and stuff like this. And he also did a review video of the video that he did with his wife. Like that was crazy. Um <laughs> What 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 are y'all thoughts on that, man? Because I have a lot, but I'm gonna keep it to a little, man. 
<laughs> Silence. <laughs> yeah, that one's rough. Uh, looking at it. Um, I, I haven't looked at the whole thing. I just looked at the clip and then me and my wife actually looked at something because we was like, because the clip, she doesn't say anything. Yeah. But then I looked at the whole clip and like, all right, she does say some stuff. And I didn't know who it was until I saw that. Didn't um, have the slightest idea who dude was. <laughs> yeah, at all. Like, And the fact that, for one, I'm married. Tommy T's married. Tyke is married. G is on his way very, very soon. <laughs> And you look at that and you just kind of like, bruh, like of all the things, like as far as coming out and owning it, I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to play that whole facade for so long, it just right. is embarrassing. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't know how she feels. Uh, we're not quite sure yet. We, yeah. You know, we seen the videos, you know, that she said that she left and then she came back or whatever. That's their business. But kind of just looking at it, I don't know. <laughs> on some points, I'm looking at it. I'm like, dude is referring to himself in the third person, right? <laughs> like he's, he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, he's still trying to sell a book. And then I think the mistress has come out with her own thing. Yeah, she talking did. about it. it. It's just a mess. And I, I, I wants to be far away from it as <laughs> as possible. You're now right. the jokes from the social media Hilarious. is is hey, social media strikes again. Um, <laughs> hilarious <laughs> but as far as the whole situation like ah man it's, it's, it's just it's, it's tough. tough it's yeah. tough yeah it's just tough like honestly I've seen them posts from Derrick Jackson they'll come through my timeline somebody will share them so I actually knew who he was mm-hmm. I think a couple of things it's one of them nuanced situations and you know we ain't good with like two things being true at the same time that, yeah. that just ain't the way that our world is built no more you kind of mm-hmm. eat on the left or the right mm-hmm. this nigga fuck nigga okay get it but I also think it became wet when people just start being like, I told you, all niggas ain't shit. Like, that ain't good either. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that wasn't a great thing. So it's like, yeah, he he has some fuck niggas and shit in him. And I think everybody got a, a, a taint of fuck nigga in him. But like, I'm not celebrating the fact that another man went down yeah. based off a stereotype that they think that all black men are. It's cheating ass niggas who ain't shit. Like, I, that ain't successful um the third person shit was just weird to me like i i not to because then to me it became something where i think he need help honestly because like to the global like you just said tommy t like these people are playing these things out in front of a million people like bro i get embarrassed sometimes if i'm doing it in front of like my grandmama them you know what i'm saying like my grandmama want me to come perform at like juneteenth down there i don't really want to do it because this person done saw me like a little baby. Like, so that's yeah. embarrassment or whatever, right? I'm gonna do it because it's my grandma. I ain't got no choice. But think about playing out something really, really big in front of a million people. Right. Like, I don't know what that would feel like because right. I know when I'm in front of like 17,000 at the forum or when I had to do other performances in front of bigger stages, it's like, man, I make sure I rehearse so hard because if I mess up this word, I ain't just messing up for two people. I'm messing mm-hmm. up for thousands. I can't imagine living this out in front of everybody. Right. Right. So it's yeah. just like real complex on how I feel about it. Like, yeah, the nigga ain't shit, but yeah, I mean, that ain't nothing to celebrate. Like, mm-hmm. people, niggas, and I feel like that's starting to be like some hate from folk though. Like, yeah. Yeah. like maybe their wife just continued, maybe you should be more like Derek. So if you hear that, 
then you see him be trash, you're going to celebrate that. But mm-hmm. I don't think nobody went out of this situation. I thought the video with her coming out was crazy when she talking about this is the 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 shield of Jesus and this and that. Like, I'm bringing Jesus <laughs> to this girl. Like, it's fine. Like, but I hear what you're saying, girl. Like, I get you, but like, they didn't have to be all of that either. I just think it's a weird situation because now yeah. she's going to have to deal with those issues that she's going to have to deal with because mm-hmm. we're all human. And people who say social media don't affect them, they lying, bro. Like, yeah. if somebody say something about you, it, it, you might move on, but you're going to feel that. So imagine a million people that said, girl, go get your hair done. And black women right. and hair is something that traditionally has always had a stigma to it. Mm-hmm. So now she got to worry about that forever. It's just it's just a weird situation, man. It's weird. Yeah, Absolutely. I completely agree because, you know, and that I, I wasn't even thinking about that part because the whole situation is just like I went far away from it after all. Of it. I was like, this is just kind of uncomfortable to watch play out right. because we start picking apart what's going on. Yeah. Like everybody's looking at like her body language. Uh, but the fact that Ty brought up like we're watching another black man pretty much burn. And then we got, you know, saying, look at ourselves and like, crap, I ain't like that. So I think that we're like that off of one person's thing. But, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. You got anything? Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I think uh, I think y'all did a good job of summing it up. I think um, one I've seen his videos come up on my timeline and stuff before. I don't really watch them because I'm not really into that thing. Yeah. But um, I've seen I, I know what the content is about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm familiar with the content. And then also with the video coming out about like him cheating and stuff. So I can kind of, you know, surmise what's going on with people celebrating, like Tyke said, that this man went down mm-hmm. <laughs> um, after preaching that, preaching all this high stuff and then like he actually was here, that kind of thing, which I just always feel like if if you know that that ain't you, then don't do it. My yeah. It's, it's yeah. just like <laughs> rapping about shit that you don't really live. It's right. like, just, just don't do it, bro, because when, when it's time for somebody to pull your car, it's going to be exposed. Yeah. So just don't yeah. do it. Like, don't draw the extra attention to yourself. Um, that's pretty much my only feelings on it. It's just like, dude, you set yourself up because you knew this shit and you thought you was going to be able to weather the storm yeah. and you continuing to try to weather the storm. You flailing out here and niggas is watching <laughs> it. And it's just, yeah. it's embarrassing, bro. Like, why you why you want to be seen in that light? Yeah. Um, well, that's pretty much all I got on the Derrick Jackson situation. Man, it's, it's, I appreciate you guys' point of view and, you know, we all pr- pretty much have the same, like, thoughts about it. Like, it's rough. You, you know, we don't want to see this to happen to anybody, let alone a black couple. You yeah. know, um, I hated it. Like, I, I just watched the interview, like, watched everything this morning. Because I was like, man, I'm not going to watch this. You know, <laughs> but having a relationship podcast, it only makes sense for us to talk about it. So, um, I finally watched it. And... You know, I've seen all the things that people have said about the about his wife. I felt yeah. so bad for her because not only has she been cheated on, you know what I'm saying? Right. We have a covenant and she's been cheated on. Now she has to go through this, like you said, tight, with so many people with an opinion about it. About yeah. her, talking mm-hmm. about her hair. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking like mostly at general at, appearance. Guy, right. Yeah. I'm generally just mostly looking at her, you know, because he messed up. And at some point, he should have stopped making his relationship videos because and pivoted. He could have talked about working out. He could talk about something he needed to pivot because 
you're hypocritical at this point. You know what I'm saying? You telling people not to date a type of guy. I guess that's what his video is about. But then you out here being that type of guy, you telling people not to date. So um, at some point you should have pivoted. But then what makes it a joke is that you come back and do a reaction video of the video. I was like, this is too much. I get making the video of sitting down with your wife after y'all have talked, you know, and making that video and coming out and saying, hey, I cheated. Boom, boom, boom. I appreciate you guys for watching me. I appreciate the guys, the people that's not watching me anymore. I get that video. Then this reaction video, you're just doing this just to make some money. I think he promoted a book through that or something like that. That was just too much. So um, I wish him the best. I wish that couple the best. Um, I hope they, whatever it is that they get through, I hope they can get through and get past this because like everything else, this will pass too. So, um, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely uh, uh, something to talk about. And a lot of people have been talking about it. So (laughs) Um, the next thing I want to get into, man, I want to give a celebration to Issa Rae. Um, Yeah, yeah. Issa Rae is out here doing her thing. She can't, she's like, Issa Rae is like Cardi B to me. Like they're not the same person, but I'm so proud of Cardi B as much as I I am proud of uh, Issa Rae. Um, Issa Rae inked a five-year deal with Warner uh, Media. Um, So pretty much Issa Rae is able to create um, projects like shows and everything through HBO, HBO Max, Warner Brothers Television, um, you know, because of, you know, she worked with HBO with Insecure and everything like that. And she has her uh, her media company, Hooray, um, you know, currently. So for five years, she'll be on those companies creating and producing um, shows and probably movies, too. So um, I just wanted to give her congratulations. What are y'all thoughts on that wonderful news for man to end uh and actually it's women's month so that's even more amazing that it happened now so um i just wanted to get y'all thoughts on that whole celebration thing oh man just congratulations because i think it's about what 40 million yeah yeah so congratulations that's just it yeah amazing good work that's all you can say. And like, she's so inspirational because like, I don't know if y'all watched their videos, but I, I did at the beginning, the awkward black girl gents on YouTube. So I, my, I wife, my wife yeah, put me on those. I literally <laughs> watched her go from like that to where she at now. And right, it's like, yeah. it's motivational. It's like anything can be done no matter who gonna tell you when, how, nothing like, nothing cannot be done on this earth. You put the work in. She built her own platform and then she turned that insecure and now look at her like, it's it's crazy. But man, she had like that, that movie, that dating movie photograph on Netflix and she yeah. like, she doing yeah. everything. She she unstoppable. So just motivational. That's all. That's what I take from it. Congratulations, yeah. girl. Put me on, girl. Like, stop <laughs> playing. Like, Absolutely. Podcast from somehow, like, give me a role. Girl, I will, I will just be the waiter in the back. Right. I don't care. <laughs> I ain't hard to please. Let's go. I just want to be insecure with that fire soundtrack. Man. Man. You and me both. You and me both. That is like one of the hardest tickets to get in (laughs) because she actually breaks artists from that show. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, and the music supervisor's Kier, Kier, and I, bro, I've been stalking that man probably like five years now, and it might not happen in whatever we on to the next, but like, yeah, like everybody trying to get on that show because it's difficult because it's it's it can really launch your career to the next level that you're trying to get to by being in that show. So, 
Yeah, that's what's up, man. Um, last name I'm gonna bring up, man. It's kind of it's funny to me. Uh, Fujiano threatens Trey songs over Rennie <laughs> Ruti, uh, Instagram. <laughs> so, is that Fuji- nigga locked up? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, he, he locked is. up for real. Yeah, okay, yeah, he, he got, got uh, I seen this video, uh, Free Food the other day, and I was like, is this nigga not locked up? No, he is. He is. <laughs> Maybe I gotta explain this to me. What's going on? So I, I, I know Trey Songs, but who is Fujiano for? Fujiano is a, a rapper signed with uh, Gucci, the new Ten Seventeen. Okay, and, with Pusheysty and all of them. Yeah, okay. and in my opinion, Fujiano and Pusheysty are the two best ones that they have. Recently, Fujiano had got into some trouble, um, mm-hmm. uh, violated his probation, went on the run, and I think like a week or two ago, they arrested him. And mm. he's in jail now, currently. But um, in the meantime, his girlfriend or girl that he's dating is Rennie uh, Rucci. I have no clue who this girl is. <laughs> no clue. Never heard of her. I feel like I should have heard of her or or something, but no nah, clue you who good. she You good. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. But um, apparently Trey Songs had posted on his Instagram a picture of her basically shooting his shot. You know mm. what I'm saying? Fujiano gets uh gets wind of it, and uh, <laughs> he said he's gonna slap the shit out of Trey Songs when he gets out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, <laughs> Trey just been messing up, man. Bruh. He just, I mean, he's spinning girls' mouths and. Bro, did you see that shit? Goodness gracious, no. shooting! <laughs> he just in just too much. I just, I don't know. He's spinning girls' mouth. He's spinning a girl's yeah. mouth, bro. Like in two of them, two girls. It was two <laughs> girls, and there was this clip, and he like spinning their mouths, and they I just was like, they was just with it. <laughs> this is nasty. Didn't, didn't try to get like arrested for like a football game or something too. Like yes, yes. 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 What happened? He, he got to chill out. And he uh, got into a fight at a football game or something like that. Damn. There's it's a lot going on with that nigga. Yeah. Yeah, Trey. Yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> All you got to do is just sit down, bro. It's yeah, just sit it. easy. Just that's sit it. down, bro. Like we be saying about Bow Wow. Like, nigga, just Man. sit down. <laughs> yeah. Just let it go. Like, bro, like, <laughs> you're good. Yeah. <laughs> you're good. You're absolutely good, man. So... The crazy uh, thing is, he ain't as weird as Bow Wow. Bow Wow just no. Bow Wow stuff. is yeah. yeah. I don't know, bro. That I hate it for Bow Wow though, now. man. <laughs> yeah, he's he trying to get there. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he on his way. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. I mean, the, Bow Wow's gonna be the WWF champion, bro. He ain't playing with <laughs> him, the Rock, Stone Cold, and then the <laughs> Bow Wow above all of them. <laughs> him and Soldier Boy gonna be tag team champions. <laughs> <laughs> New Hardy boy. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. That's too funny, man. Um, I lied, man. That wasn't the last thing. LaMarc is all just going to the Nets, man. Um, They they sitting over here going to put it like they they sitting, they playing NBA 2K1, 2K21, bro, where you can just trade everybody to the same team and we going to win championships for years. I did that shit freshman year with my (laughs) partner, Lance. Shout out to Lance. We sat up here and created us <laughs> and put each other on the same team and uh, dominated for years. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey. Brooklyn Nets out here. Uh, I watched the clip with Stephen A. He was he was talking about uh, Lamarcus Aldridge going to the Nets, 
And he was like, um, where's the competition? Like y'all are eliminating competition and I'm seeing it now. Like when, when LeBron went to Miami, I thought that was a good move. You know, they had a big three. They're able to come together and, and play. But Brooklyn has Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Um, what's my man, the beard? Uh, James Harden. James Harden. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. Now LaMarcus and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, and you got your 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 bench players that hadn't made a name for themselves, but they ain't no, they not sorry either. Ain't no <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> they could go to another team and start. So, um, I have to say, man, it's coming out the east, man. It's gonna be hard to beat Brooklyn. I have to say that, but um, that's that's what the biggest trade to me has happened since the NBA trade deadline has ended this past week. Uh, what's y'all thoughts, man? Man, look, I'm a I'm a Heat fan, so. Everybody can leave us alone, man. <laughs> uh, and Slick could go back to the Celtics when you had Kevin Durant, Paul. I mean, yeah, Kevin Durant. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, yeah. Paul Pierce, K, uh, Kevin, Kevin, yeah, Kevin Garnett, KG, KG, Ray Allen, and Ray, Ray Allen. Allen. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, um, you know, and, and then you had some other stuff where uh, Gary Payne was uh, eventually a Laker. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Carmel you had your super teams. Yeah, and all of that. And they had a super you know, team. Even, they were even on, you know, there was a lot of flack for uh, Golden State, but the difference between I don't count Golden State at all because the difference between that is they grabbed all them out of the draft and they mm-hmm. built that team yep. up, right. and yep. then they got Kevin Durant. Yep. yep, they didn't do this where they, you know, saying, traded for all traded everyone there. So agent they went to the shit like they actually homegrown built their talent. It was like mm, we probably ain't finna be LeBron again. Let's go, KD. Yeah. And I don't yeah. blame him for it. Fuck that shit. Like, for real. If all of us, we black men, we got degrees, this, this, and this. Whatever you making right now, we, we just want to chill. If the next company was like, bro, I'm going to pay you more money and you get to be around more talent. You want to yeah. come over to this company? Mm, probably, nigga. Like, why wouldn't I? Like, so I never understood why that Because if you put it in your same context, you're more than likely going to go to the other company. You get a yeah. bonus upgrade and you're working with more talented people. So that means you probably ain't got to necessarily do all the work again. And why yeah. wouldn't you think about doing it? So I wasn't never mad, mad about Golden State. I thought that shit was brilliant. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just feel like this, this Brooklyn, like, I like it. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, championships is what 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 it's about. Getting paid in championships, and the more championships you get in your prime, the more you can get paid. Um, but it makes it hard for the other teams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It mm-hmm. it definitely makes it hard, and it's like it makes the the league one sided. You know, like they should. It, it doesn't last long at all, but it definitely makes it one sided, man. So, um. Yeah, I'd like to see somebody beat Brooklyn, but I, I think it's going to be hard, man. I'm always rooting for my Celtics, but <sighs> that's going to be tough, man, coming out the East. So, <laughs> yeah. The East trash anyway, though. Like, man. <laughs> to be honest, like, the East, if you look, I, I looked at the records or something. I, yeah. I didn't look at it, but it was talking about it. Like, number nine, number six through 10 or whatever, because they got yeah. that new thing they're doing this year yeah. with the thing. Like, like half them teams is under 500. So mm-hmm. the East, it was going to be Brooklyn regardless. It was going to be Brooklyn more than likely with just KD yeah. and Kyrie if they right, ever get right. that together. 
So yeah. and James was just ridiculous. Like they didn't need that. Like, yeah. um, but I don't know, man. Like it's it's too much. But if you Lamarcus Aldridge is a scrub now. If we being real, y'all, come right. on. Like it's a big right. name for what it was. That's true. But this game really ain't conducive to the NBA no more because it's not a jump shot shooting game anymore. Yeah. It's threes and fast break for the most part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blake Griffin, I, th- this nigga, all right, I don't even care about Blake Griffin no more. Like, <laughs> he ain't been good since he dunked over that Honda 15 years ago. <laughs> We're just being real. Yeah. So they really top heavy, though. But when you get to that back end, I don't think it's going to matter. I think the key to that team is Joe Harris. If yeah. Joe, that white boy, if he hitting them threes, they're going to be unstoppable. But if he not, it ain't gonna matter. They don't play any defense, but they score 160, so it's hard to beat their ass. Like, um, and then the West, it really just come down to if, if uh, you know, LeBron and AD get healthy. That's it. Yeah. If they don't, they not. If they do, yeah. they gonna probably go back again and win it because playoff P trash. Kawhi, Kawhi ain't a leader. That's why they had to go get Rondo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And none of us on this call believe in Utah. We just don't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just whooped my motherfucking Grizzlies yesterday. But see, that ain't really the Grizzlies spot. Bro, like the Grizzlies still need Jerry and Jackson back. They you know, you know yeah. Brandon Clark and Dylan Brooks. If that's your best two other players, bro, you not finna do nothing. Let's yeah. just be honest. Ja, yeah. ja beast. Yeah. Like he a beast, yeah. but he need help, bro. You know who he need if we being honest. He need Kevin Durant. They need to figure that shit out. <laughs> figure out how to get Kevin Durant to Grizzlies. <laughs> but you know, Tennessee teams, Greg, we don't do shit like that, bro. Nah, we, we don't, we don't, we don't pay for talent. That ain't what Hell we do. No. That's not <laughs> hey, Zion, uh, Zion, they that's the new leaders, man. That's the new leaders. So yeah, you come back to this conversation about three, four years. It's gonna be man, a trip. It's gonna be a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very different. Um, last name man, SWV and Escape doing the verses. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, just because we get to celebrate two great groups right. from the '90s. We grew up listening to them um, and everything. I think this this is going to be amazing. And also, oh, um, next week, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and uh, the oh, yeah. Isley Brothers too. Can't forget about them. Um, it just don't. it just pay it it just says again where this versus has grown to. We always thought, what's next for the verses? Um, they're going to get bigger and better talent and on a bigger platform. Um, you know, by recently being bought out by Triller. And, uh, you know, hey, that's coming up. So um, if y'all wanted to say something about it, man, you're pretty much good. Oh, I, I had nothing to say. Before we got up out of the news today, the only thing I had to say was last night, we created some history in the UFC. Oh, we got yeah, three African-born champions. Izzy, huh. Usman, and now Francis uh, Ningano. Um, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Three African-born champions that's cool, uh, bro. in the UFC. It's amazing. That's amazing. That's that amazing. is cool. At um, one time. He lost, though, last time. So that, that, that loss didn't matter in that middleweight or whatever it was he lost in or something. That was him trying to jump up and win an extra one or some shit? Yeah, okay. that's, that was him trying to become two-belt champion, but he okay. was still okay. uh, the champion of his division. Yeah. Um, so... You know, he didn't lose anything from mm-hmm. that. Uh, he just didn't become double champion. Um, and also, Usman is coming up, UFC 261, him versus Masvidal, too. And they're going to actually have fans back. I think they're going to have about 15,000. Is it 1,500 or 15,000? I want to say it's 15,000. So that's going to be interesting. It's going to be in Florida. But as of right now, man, 
Uh, if y'all got a chance, go out there, take a look at the reaction from his country. And, you know, just seeing him, he's worked hard to get here. I love Steve Amiotis. I really, really do. Uh, very nice guy from Ohio, just regular dude. But last night was for Francis and he he took it. And it is a beautiful thing what we're getting right now. So congratulations, because that's that's just amazing. That's what's up, man. And, Where the uh, fuck is John Jones at, bro? Right. You know he jumped up hope, to uh, you know he jumped up to heavyweight. So right yeah. now he's taking his time, putting his weight on. And right now they're looking at it right now. It could be him versus John Jones next, or him versus Derek Lewis next. One of the two. Um, last night, uh, John was tweeting, um, saying, "Hey, he's ready to play. Show me the money." Uh, but yeah, you know he 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 let go his like his middleweight championship. And he was going up to heavyweight. So this whole time he's been pretty much training and bulking up. So instead of that normal 225 frame that y'all see John Jones in, you'll now see him at like 240, 250, something like that. Man. Yeah, so, damn. Yeah. That's a so, lot, bro. <laughs> he's taking plenty of time to really adjust and, and get to it. So, hey, Francis versus um versus John Jones, that's money. That's money. <laughs> That's money. Now, do you want do it? Does anybody want to fight Francis? Probably only Derek Lewis. <laughs> but uh, that punching power is ridiculous. Like they're comparing Francis to Mike Tyson. Um, wow. Kind of how? Because most time, you know, Francis hasn't been in the UFC long. Hasn't really trained that long. Mm-hmm. And now he's just becoming what he has become. And he's even fought for the belt once before and lost to Stipe. Uh, and we might get a trilogy with Stipe, but right now, you know, you got to wait to see what Stipe wants to do. But just kind of seeing, like, if you look at, go back, they did this whole thing of, like, how many knockouts that Francis has had in his career at the same time as Mike Tyson. I think he had 11. Mike had 12. Um, most of the time, it's, uh, Francis' stuff is ending in the first round. Um yeah, the comparison between him and Mike Tyson is crazy. Uh, if y'all don't know who Francis uh, Nagano is, if y'all ever saw the f- video or the, fo- uh, or the photo of um, Alistair Overeem, he, and if y'all know who Ad- Alistair Overeem is, it was the guy where his lip was like literally split open. Yeah, Francis Nagano is the one who did that. <laughs> so um, go back if y'all have a chance to look at the highlights from the fight. Really good fight. Um, but the the biggest news is we got three African born world champions in the UFC, and that's amazing. That's cool. yes, it is. That is dope. Yeah, I ain't no big UFC uh, fan. I don't know, but I do try to keep up with it sometimes, man. So I appreciate that. Let me yeah. know that. Um. Well, we here, man. Yeah. Interview with Tyson. Main team, event. Man. Time. Let's get it. Main event. Main event. Hey. Let's get ready to rumble. I wish I could say that, man. That, that oh, like, yeah. dude was just so dope to me. Iconic guy. I don't even yes. know his name. But let's get it, man. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's so crazy. Uh, so, oh, oh my goodness. I hope y'all don't have a bunch of sound in the background. Sorry. Right. We heard it. <laughs> yeah, we heard it. <laughs> so, without further ado, we are finna jump into the meat and potatoes. We're jumping into... Like Tommy T said, man, the main event. All the focus is now on our homie, Tyke Bomb, Tyke <laughs> T, uh, in the building. And, you know, saying a quick, I'm actually going to read from your bio. Just, I'm going to skim it. 
Uh, <laughs> a lot of shit in that bio, man. It's a lot in here. Um, yeah. So, man, without further ado, he's originally from Smyrna, Tennessee, but he is now a staple in the Memphis music scene. Uh, graduated from MTSU, a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity. I got that right, right? Incorporated, my guy. Incorporated. All right, though. Hey, making sure I get it right, uh, but not go too far. Um, <laughs> a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Incorporated, as well as uh, he has an MBA and as well as a successful artist as well. He has done... I'm going down here a little bit, jumping. His the next big thing. He's one of the next big thing, and he also has had so many releases on such shows as Love Is Hip Hop and others. Um, also, oh, they're throwing me off, man. They're gonna have to get her to sit down. <laughs> also, he continues to focus on. The benefits of Tight T. Also, he's the creator of Driven by Music. Go to drivenbymusic.net um, and check out everything in his bio. This man has done some incredible things as well as grace the billboards. That's big. Billboards. That's big. I'm going to say that one more time. The billboards. The Heat Seeker charts. As well as the top 50 with his rap and R&B hip hop out of Rapping uh, his rap album, The Prelude. Uh, without further ado, everybody, welcome Tyke T, man. Tyke T in the building, man. Oh, man. Flex. Yeah, <laughs> I know I stumbled through that a little bit. And that's my bad. But hey, man, you here? You here? Yeah. We here, man. You here now? It's old news, right? <laughs> we to the new one. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a lot of our conversations on MT was like revolved around like some Jeezy or some shit like that. I can't even remember, but just like music back in the day too. Like I could be wrong, bro, but I feel like, cause Steve has always been known that, that you like had a passion for music and just like, and sneakers too. Like, you know, back in the day, um, I feel it's just funny that you said that Jeezy line. That's hilarious. Hey, <laughs> I, I really think it was. Cause I think around that time, Jeezy was really hitting up. Popping. Yeah. yeah. We, cause I feel like when I met you, it was like, and I don't know if that was the first question or not, but I was like, damn, when did I meet? Steve and I feel like it was either like oh five or oh six and I can't remember it probably was around that nigga tree to be honest at the KUC but yeah, I don't know what we're talking about that's just that's just what we call it it's the nigga tree yeah. like that. It's right outside of uh KUC yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was around net time so that's if it's like oh five oh six because Billy had crossed it and uh Billy that's my that's my dog like at the time you know you on college campus so you like all right, he a popping nigga. That's my cousin. They ain't my cousin, but like, shit, whatever. Yeah. Let's make this shit move. That's my cousin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Same area together. So that's my cousin. Um, But he hadn't crossed yet. So I can't remember if it was, he crossed in 06. So I don't know if it was 05, 06 when we met each other. But yeah, that's when that Jeezy was popping. All you heard was Gucci, Breezy playing all the new shit with Gucci and, and, and Jeezy. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, it's just good to T.I. That what you yeah. know about that was the song of 06. Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my yeah. theme song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was at all the parties when that came on. Every single party, bro. What you know about that? What's Absolutely. That Absolutely. Good times, man. Good man, time. that it's crazy because when you bring that up, I was trying to think so hard. It's like, hey, when did we meet? And I can't, like, most of the time when it's people that I have a real connection to, I don't really remember the first time we met. Yo. It was so organic and it was so mm-hmm. natural. Mm-hmm. And then the fast forward to now, it's like, I don't remember the exact first time, but I know that whatever it was, it was natural enough for us to continue our relationship until now. 
right? Every time, every time we like the easiest way I can sum this up about Steve is if you got a problem with Steve, you probably the person with the problem because right. he ain't never caused no issues. <laughs> yeah, like, for real. Like, <laughs> why would you be up mad at him? I don't know what you would be upset with this nigga about. Like, why you mad? What, what what's wrong with you? And but he's always had that vibe though. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's 05, 06 on campus. Even like just, you know, the nigga was just cool as hell. That's all you can say about Steve. Like right. for real. Hey man, I so appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Because of the podcast, like that's just the reality. So yeah. I'm like, bro, like nobody, I can't never remember your name being in nothing. It was just like, always good vibes. We finna go kick it. We had a set together, what's good, bro? Like, that's just the way it was. Like a set. I wouldn't even imagine going to a set now. Not after no. pain. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Don't invite me, dog. Like, don't. Man, yeah, I ain't gonna make it. Oh, and if y'all don't know, <laughs> just imagine it, bro. Yeah. And, and for the people that don't know what a set is, a set is basically a house party. Basically, um, yeah, yeah. And we call it a set. Uh, I'm in Cali. That call it kickback. Um, you know, other places. I don't know what they call it now. Yeah, I don't know what they call it now, but you know, it was, a Zoom meeting, Zoom happy hour. They call it there right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, I know, guys, be careful with them Zoom parties. You are gonna be knocked the fuck out because like you ain't moving, so you just drunk as hell, and you look yeah. good, but you like, damn, the bottle gone. You just gotta go to sleep. I'm telling y'all, <laughs> be careful. Be careful Absolutely. Uh, and th- to bring that up, I always one of the things that I always thought about uh, about you was. When was the time? When was the time the switch of when you first really got serious with the rapping? I remember some times where we were all huddled up freestyling, right. but yep. it was never to the conversation conversation of like, "Hey, let's go put out some stuff." Right. And the crazy thing was, we went to MT where, if, if y'all know what MTSU, Middle Tennessee State University, right. that is where they had one of the oldest and 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 probably one of the most successful recording industry programs in the United States of America. Um, yep. Yeah. One that I've graduated from uh, as well, that we had so much access. And if you don't understand, like we had DJs, rappers everywhere on campus. Country uh, music artists, like Grammy yeah. country music artists that'll come back and like show you, hey nigga, like rap that chord up correctly. Like it was crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. All the access. Mm-hmm. And it never came across. And we never were like, hey. Let's go make some records. <laughs> we never really talked about it. It never hit me like that. So for real, like it it started to happen to me. So honestly, let's start from the beginning. You know, I, I went to MTSU for as a what is it, Rim? I think that's what it is. So mm-hmm. I, audio something. But then oh, yeah. real talk, I like I remember it. I remember when my uh teacher, I think his last name was Haslu or something. I can't remember, but he was like I remember it in class. He was like, if if I have a final exam or there's a networking conference, go to the networking conference because that's going to be able to do more for you than I can do in this paper. And I was like, damn, like he was like that. He was like, yeah, because it really is about making sure you know who the people are. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. Then I went home. I was still living with my mama. So I went home, got some McDonald's. And the lady was like, yeah, I got a, a degree and uh, something with some business or whatever. And I was like, damn, I don't really want to work at McDonald's. But just being a dumbass young nigga. But I'm like, but I like the fact that like, it looked like she got something stable. Like she like she has a degree that she can like, try to be like the manager or do whatever. So I, I remember I was like, All right, cool. I ain't, I ain't going to do recording industry no more because you got to remember too, this is like 2004, 2005, 50 is the hottest rapper in the world. And this nigga said he dropped out of high school. So mm-hmm. I'm like, why am I going to go up here 
and put this four years of this free education because we poor, so we got the FAFSA, so we good. And to put it into something where I can do this and I don't necessarily have to have a degree. So I switched my major and I went uh, from audio, whatever, rim, and then I switched mm-hmm. it to uh, business administration, concentration, and marketing. And so really in, in college at MTSU, like people knew I could rap, they, they knew it, but it wasn't like anything I was pursuing. Like, cause when you're on college and you like not really thinking about it from a business aspect, like I do now, you really just trying to be that nigga and like, you know, be that nigga and just be on campus and hopefully, you know, you know, I mean, this is the past, you know, this is yeah. <laughs> like, I wasn't moving it like that. I was just trying to be that guy on campus, like make sure people know who I am so I can get mine and be that guy. But then when I, after I graduated in 2011 with my masters, that's when I was like, all right, cool. Look, it was one of them shits. Either you're going to do this or you're not. Cause at this mm-hmm. point, like 24, 25, you, mm-hmm. it's time. And so I moved to Memphis. Once I got my master's, I took a job out here. And then it was just like, it's time, it's time. I can't play around with this no more. I need to figure this out. I got, so my first check I had, literally I came to Memphis with $0 and a car note. Because the dude at the, the dealership over there in Murfreesboro besides that KFC, it's the KFC and the McDonald's on Broad, I think it is. And it was a dealership over there. And I was like, bro, I don't have any money. But what I do have is I can show you I got my master's and I got a job. Can you fuck with me? He was like, man, I'm gonna go ahead and let you get this junk. Uh, two months, no car note, you good. Just pay me in two months. Let me get my Sebring. Went to Memphis, got my job. First thing I did with my check was buy a little uh, M audio box and a microphone and a computer. And I just started like recording my own songs and like, yeah. And, and start going after it. Like, mm. I think this is like 11, 12. So like Google is starting to become your best friend yeah. now from an artist uh-huh. standpoint because the music industry used to be like this big wall. You have to get with a record label to do it. They're not telling you how to get information. Like if you think about it in 11, 12, getting your song on iTunes, that meant you was that nigga. Like, mm-hmm. nigga, that shit you know how to get him. If you knew, if you figured out that little bit of information, people yeah. thought you that nigga. Now, exactly. bro, you can upload your song on iTunes. Like me, we can upload this on, on the podcast like now. Like we, you yeah. can be like recording it to the, the shit. Like it don't even matter. But um, so like 11, 12 is when I start like really, really figure trying to like just understand this industry for what it is. Everybody can rap. Everybody can do music. Everybody can make a beat. But like, how is the business aspect of this? What is this going to do? Like, what's the lingo? When, I, when I'm reaching out to a music supervisor, what do I got to say? For people that don't know what music supervisor are, these are the people that put your music in film and TV. Like, what is the lingo? When I'm talking to a DJ, what are the things that I need to be saying to him? Because I always want to set myself apart. I, I never, I hate going into places and I don't understand like what's going on. So I just, every day I get off work, all right, what are we going to learn today from an industry standpoint? So about 11, 12 is when I start trying to figure out how can I pull these pieces together mm-hmm. to make myself a business, not just an artist, but like a business from a from a standpoint. And the first thing that I realize is branding is huge. It's like, what's going to set me apart? Driven. I'm driven. Like, I am not going to stop. I'm driven. So I first started off as driven by music. And then later I got with my manager and Greg knows my manager really well, Shahida. And she was like, we got to figure out what else can we do because music kind of isolates you. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what? Well, I don't want to just do music. I want to do comedy. I want to do like film. I want to do fashion. I want to do sports. Like, you know, I actually, I don't know. I don't know, Steve, if you know Richard Lowe, but Richard, uh, he, he's like, he used to be like the girls basketball manager at MTSU. But anyway, you know, he used to do WMTS. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's the MTSU radio station. So I actually was trying to be like a jockey on there because I love sports and I wanted to get into sports too, like be like a sportscaster and like stuff like that. And I feel like if you're driven, 
as opposed to saying driven by music, when you're just driven, that opens up everything. So if I drop a, a podcast, like, oh, it would make sense because it aligns with his brand. Or if yeah. I drop a fashion line, it aligns with his brand. Because when, when you're driven, you're just driven behind anything, not just music. It's a long ass answer. I have no idea if I'm answering what you asked for no more, dog. Because <laughs> now, now I'm just running to that tangent. We said we ain't going to do. But <laughs> I said 11, 12 is when I start being like, all right, cool, fuck this shit. I don't care what you knew me for, but this is what, what you're about to know me for. And it's going to be go. music. Oh no, no, that was perfect. Cause yeah, man. definitely going through the journey, which which I, I tell G Tommy and I tell folks that are always coming through the journey is so important. So going down through that journey of when you when you got to the point of being completely serious about it is very important. So you definitely answer answer the question completely. Uh, so that was perfect. And then kind of going back to the whole thing at MTSU is funny because you know. I switched majors as well. I didn't switch. I switched majors within recording industry, mm-hmm. within the RIM program. I didn't switch to go outside how you did to go to a whole different major. I switched to music business, whereas I was at the beginning, I was pro tech. Um, and, and pretty much the reason was, you know, I, I could, I remember I used to work at a studio back in Chattanooga called Black Life Entertainment. And we had a whole thing. And I remember uh, the guy who ran it at the, at the time, his name was Block. And he was like, he was like, man, I, man, you could give me that money. I can teach you how to work these boards right, right. now. And right. at that moment, he was like, man, he saw my business sense. So he would have me in the in the business meetings. And at that moment, I was completely inspired to switch over to music business. Also, it was hard to get into the program. If, you know, you had to have, you was fighting to get in the program. You had to right. have like incredible GPA, kind of like how the nursing program is. And it was like, that first time I got denied, I was like, you know what? I ain't trying to stay here another couple of years. So I'm switching over. Right. Um, so the journey is always important as well as what completely inspired the inspiration behind it. And, and I think you completely nailed, nailed that completely. But one thing that I, that I really wanted to ask you always, cause I'll be honest, I always thought you were from Memphis for some reason, but <laughs> You are definitely from Smyrna, as what we said in the um, mm-hmm. in your bio. What two questions? How is it coming back when you come back to Smyrna with the success that you have? Like we said, you you performed at the Grizzly Games, you've done competitions, you're in uh, soundtracks, you're all over the place with driven by music. It's incredible. How is it one coming back to Smyrna? with your success and then two how was that transition from smyrna middle tennessee to jumping in the rap scene in memphis, in memphis. country ass nigga from smyrna tennessee <laughs> but i moved out to memphis and they love me bro basically <laughs> me and Grady got a record we got a record together so like yeah that's yeah. and great bumping as hell like yeah oh yeah yeah, I'm a fan. <laughs> I got some shit that, I, that, that he sent me a long time ago that I still have a record to. He ain't even never heard it. It's just my plans kind of got fucked up because of COVID. Like, what are we going to mm-hmm. try to submit it for and everything? But anyway, that's neither here, neither here nor there. So when I go home, it's love because, you know, your people are going to love you, like, no matter what. Like, my mama and my grandma, so my brother show or my niece i can't remember but somebody showed my grandmama how to talk to talk into her comcast remote controller so now she knows how to like 
pull up tight tee when I walk in the house. Okay. All right. So now <laughs> I walk in there and it's like my, my, my last video countdown is playing or, you know, I teamed up with the civil rights museum and we did like this MLK day stuff. Right. So like she uh, finally got to see me do like more like social type rapping because some of the other stuff that she's seen is more like flossy or whatever, but she got to see that. And so she's like, wow, like I didn't know this is what you do. So it's so much love when I go home. It really is. And like, this is actually, I talked about that performance. I was like, man, I don't really want to do it. It's because, you know, you don't want to embarrass your people. You want to be great. It's like, I don't know these loose ass niggas sometimes. So I don't care. I'm just going to kill it. But it's like, oh, that's my auntie over there. Like she saw me in diapers. Mm-hmm. I want to do great for her. Um, so anyway, she saw that performance. She's like, man, I want you to come out here and perform for Juneteenth because in Smyrna, they don't teach us about Juneteenth. It's like, they don't talk about that shit. The only thing they talk about is like, we got the Sam Davis home and they'll take us out there and we'll go to, uh, as a field trip and see uh, slave shacks and barracks mm-hmm. and shit like that. But my grandma's like, you know, she's one of the oldest people to still be alive and I cherish her every day. Like, it's funny, she'll be commenting on my stuff. And back in the day, you know, especially when I was at MTSU, like I'd be throwing up the ice. So that's a, that's the sign for alpha or whatever. And she commented, I see you grand boy. And I'd be like, my grandma, stop doing that. But now <laughs> as you get older though, it's like, nah, like I can't imagine what that feels like to see somebody that you saw from nothing. You prayed over this when she was mm-hmm. in, your, in, your, in the stomach and then to see them doing well, that's gotta feel great. So I'm like, nah, comment, do whatever you want. Um, so when I go home, it's love. Like it really mm-hmm. is. I love, I was home two weeks ago to see my mom and my grandma, and it's pure love. Now the other question, the transition to the city, it was, it was definitely different. I'll say that, but it was also great because nobody knew me from nothing. So mm-hmm. I, it was, it was, it was this thing where, we don't know you from anything else than being type T. So you're just going to be type T to us. Right. Uh-huh. So when I yeah. got to the scene in 2012, 2013, the first performance, I, I got to Memphis in 2011 ish, the end of 2011. I didn't have my first performance out here though to 2013. It was Dreamfish. So, uh, you know, there's a, a, she's like my dog now. So I, I hate to talk about her so formally, but her name's Catherine Evans. She has a, a festival out here. It's called Dreamfest, And this was like year three or whatever. And so I had, I came, I auditioned and she loved me and I killed it. And then I got to perform at the Hard Rock Cafe. And that was the entrance to the Memphis music scene for us here. Cause there's many scenes in Memphis. Like what's mainstream in Memphis is going to be street rap because that's what, Cause oh it's Memphis, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not a top technical G, but like I know you from the so like you like nigga. That's what it is. But like, there's gonna yeah. be a ton of street rap because that's what the fuck is going on out here. But there's also other scenes, and the independent scene is vibing with a ton of artists. Some some of them are street artists. Some of them are conscious artists. Some of them are, are you know those little easy votes. Like we got it all here, and so. Yeah. You know, just finding your place in the city. And I kind of had, I didn't, I don't know if I look at it as a leg up or a leg down, but it was just great because nobody knew me for nothing. So like when Devin Steele and K97 had the, the, the next big thing contest, I walked up to them folk like, shit, what's up? Like I didn't have the, ooh, that's Devin Steele thing on me. Mm-hmm. I'm not from the city. I looked at him and he's a top DJ and I have to figure out how to connect with him. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, it, it, it was it was great. It probably was the best thing that could have ever happened to me, me having to come to Memphis because I had to start from nothing. But it's like, it's just Tyke T. It wasn't a, ooh, that's, that's Tyrone over there who went to MTSU. Like, nah, it's like, I'm Tyke T and I'm, and I'm a beast on this mic and y'all gonna have to respect me. And it yeah. took a while. It just wasn't like it was immediate love. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I remember the first studio I went to, 
that I, you, you said y'all listen to a whole bunch of my older shit. So like, I don't really like none of my older shit now, honestly, because it's like, it was terrible. I mixed it in my house. I ain't know how to mix. My wife was on a couple of them records singing background. It'd be so funny because she'd be like, hey, that song on VH1, where's my chick? I'm like, hey, I'm your chick. <laughs> I'm your chick. Cause she like, it's so funny. Don't use her little part. She in the background. And, uh, but yeah, just, just, when I went to the studio, uh, uh, and I'm not want to name no names, but I just remember vividly that was like, I was like, man, I'm gonna put this song on TV. And they was like, no, you're not. You're not gonna get this on the radio. None of this shit's gonna happen. But I didn't take none of that as the point of, I can't. I took it as, oh, well, I'm gonna show you because I can. I know how to do this. I'm gonna figure it out. And if I don't, I'm gonna make sure I get it done. Like, because that's where you're not gonna beat me. Like, you might outbar me. I don't care, like, cause bars are subjective. People mm. like this artist, people like that thing. But the one thing that you will not be able to do is is outwork me. You just won't. I won't. I won't let you out drive me. Like you can't. Mm. Like you won't stay up till four in the morning, googling niggas on LinkedIn who to figure out who the TV show is. You won't do that. That's see now. I know it's crazy, but I, that's the shit I'll do. Like you ain't gonna. You're not gonna figure out what college these niggas is pulling up to to make sure they get a business card. Like you won't do that. But I will because I gotta make this shit work. Cause this is my passion. This is my dream. And nobody gonna work harder than this shit than me so i don't expect nobody to like it, it's it's just the way it goes so like once again i'm in a tangent i don't know where we're at steve <laughs> yeah, like, i was gonna say bro i'm gonna reel you in right please bro <laughs> i want to uh <laughs> fuck with oh, Take Greg. you back right quick. Hold, a little bit. Go hold ahead. on, hold on, Greg. Um, come, I'm going to bring you in here, Greg, because actually I was going to you next with it. Uh, <laughs> let me bring you in real quick because he said some important things that I, I want the listeners to understand that, you know, saying for one, you're getting the very definition of driven like that. And, and it fits you so well because uh, seeing you from from MTSU to now and then you talking about what you would do to get there, that's that's not just that's not just motivation that's being driven to, to get the point a to point b really driving it home and like i'm gonna do this and ain't nothing you're gonna do to stop me uh that's the very definition so that's so important and i want the listeners to understand that um the the next thing i wanted to say was it's funny because everybody on the show has a connection to memphis and we really love memphis yeah um Tommy, his wife is me and Tommy are from Chattanooga. And you know, people are gonna say there's a Chattanooga Memphis beef that went on for the Man. longest of time <laughs> that we had no clue about until we I, got older. I still don't have that clue. Man. Yeah, I still <laughs> totally don't know what happened. But Tommy's wife is actually from Memphis. Um, so that's his connection to Memphis. G and Greg is my cousin. Yeah. My wife. Yes. And G, and that's it. That's also his other connection to Memphis, as well as G is from Memphis mm-hmm. and definitely on the Memphis scene as an artist. Yep. For me, it was cats like Hot Rod. If y'all know who Hot Rod is, remember my dog, bro. Yeah, Steve, I didn't even know that Hot Rod. So like, that's where I record all my music at. Like mm-hmm. this day, like I got a session with him on Tuesday. I didn't even know he was at MT at the time when Five Star Chick was doing all this shit. I didn't know that. I, I oh, didn't know. Real? Had no idea, bro. That's crazy because I was there when he when he put it together and when it happened. <laughs> like I was there with him and I got to go to the studio with him with Gotti and being in the studio with Gotti and everybody that was in there. And then, you know what I'm saying? Not just Hot Rod, but uh, you remember Pat? That Man, Pat be at the studio. He be at the studio with Rod. Man, I, I've been wondering what's up with Pat. Yeah, bro, he, got, so he got some new music out, and that nigga bumping like a motherfucker. Man, 
I need some of that. So you might need to send something over because I ain't heard from Pat in so long. Mm. Uh, but from Pat to to Breezy, uh, uh, I always want to call him DJ Breezy, but it's Young Breezy, of course. Young from Breezy, Breezy yep. to um, Gary, who was a party promoter here yep. in the middle of Tennessee, as well as others. Payne, if y'all know who Payne is, um, as well as a bunch of folks that came from members that came to MTSU that mm-hmm. really kind of opened the door for war, you know, I became somebody who was like, all right, yeah, okay. This is, they're actually cool and we don't have an issue. Right. Um, so what I wanted to do is I want to throw this whole softball over here to G because y'all, you know saying, with him having that connection and y'all working together, I really want to see y'all interaction of, all right, how was it working together? And then also with you and G just seeing y'all interact as far as, with you being in, in Memphis for so long, you're like honorary Memphis and, Memphis and if that makes if that sound right, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> well, most people just be like, "You from?" No, it's like I'm not. Like I'm because I never want to take that for granted. Because yeah, it, the thing about Memphis that my city doesn't have is the pride like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it's that hustle and that drive. And I know I took some of that from the city because everybody in Memphis got four hustles, my dog. And they got a corporate job that they corporate thugging at, but then they doing music, they doing clothes, they doing cookies, they got a restaurant. Then they probably, you know, doing taxes on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, like they could put you in position with whoever they need to be. Somebody know Gotti and them cousin over there at Privé. Like everybody, and it's, it's get it out the mud. Like when you come to this city, this was the first time I'd ever experienced it. When you ask them, what am I going to eat? They're not going to give you the recommendation of a chain. They're going to tell you about now nah, such and such over there. Go to that. Man. <laughs> that's and that's it's 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 a, it's a different type of pride. Like the city's big, but it's really small. So if you yeah. got an issue with somebody, you really can pull up on them in like fifteen minutes. That's just the yeah. way it goes. Like what? It's just the way it is. So it's like, but everybody fuck with everybody. But if you don't fuck with them, like we can handle this too. Like the city's so beautiful. Like I, I love everything about Memphis. I really do. I, I'm probably drinking the Kool-Aid. It's got its struggles. It's got its pains. It's not easy. Like it's definitely a ton of racism here as well. But like mm-hmm. it, 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 it's something about this spirit of getting it out the mud. And to your question, working with G, working with G was something that he, he showed me so many tricks and shit because you, when you listen to G sound, you wouldn't know how he's recording that shit. Yeah. Like you wouldn't think about it. You 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 would think that G is probably like in like a multi-millionaire fucking studio. But this nigga like knows all the tricks of the trades. Like <laughs> he put me on so much game up in his in his apartment, bro. Like I I was I was I was it, this shit blew me. <laughs> like for real. Like <laughs> how how I went into like this little closet and like recorded to like an iPhone. I'm like, bro, you cold as hell, bro. Like <laughs> I never would have thought about being able to do something like that because you know everything I've been taught is okay. You got a home studio and this, and they got to send it to this person to mix. It, da, da, da. He was like, bro, I ain't doing all of that. <laughs> like, I remember him saying that. I pulled up on him. He was like, man, I ain't doing none of that shit, bro. Come on, Ty. He's like, Ty, I know you done been to this studio, but check me out. And my vocals came out clear as hell. Like, he cold, period. Like, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. The nigga cold. <laughs> I appreciate that shit, man. I remember that day, bro. It was, I remember your face, the facial expressions you was making and shit. This nigga was like, nigga, what? Like, you ain't got, what? <laughs> You did all this shit on this? I'm like, yeah, bro. That's, that's and all, bro. G like a real producer, bro. Like, <laughs> the song that we got is called Driven Is Me, right? Y'all check it out, because I love that record. But the nigga, like, 
he'll take your thoughts and make a whole record out of it. He was like, bro, I saw you say something about that Mariah Carey, I give my all or whatever. So the nigga went, listened to that beat, pulled something out of it, made a whole nother beat, then was like, here go the record for you. You know, it wasn't like a, here go Amigo type beat, figure it out. Now I was like, man, I, I understand the type of stuff you are. I see your brand. Let's let's collaborate like that. And you don't really get that a lot because a lot of this shit is just like, you know, general. Like, here goes something. But like, it was like, nah, this is specific for you. Here goes your brand. Let's team up. Let's work this work together. But GR, I know how I feel about him though. Like, I feel like this nigga cold and numbers don't matter to me. Like, I could care less if the nigga get a hundred strings or the nigga get three strings. Like, when you cold, you cold. This, he yeah. one of the best producers in the city, period. That's just how I feel. Now, another nigga might say something different about it, but like, nah, like he can hit you with any style. And me and Izzy still owe him plenty of work. It's just, that's another conversation. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Izzy, who yeah. did an interview with as well. So go back and Izzy been on the show? Yeah. Yeah. Man, nah, I see her on Tuesday too. I'm be like, oh, bro, you didn't tell me about that shit, bro. That's exactly what I <laughs> I hope my name came up in the shit. Yeah, there. she definitely brought your name positivity. up. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I wanted to jump back right quick, bro, to when you was talking about the transition coming from Smyrna and then coming back into Memphis and starting to do the music. And then you mentioned there's a bunch of different scenes yep. um, uh, in the city, a bunch of independent scenes in the city. I remember talking to Shay about that shit one time at the, uh, at the, it was the Dizzy Bird Lounge, I think, still at that time. But uh Mr. Dizzy Bird fool. Bruh, swear to God, bro. <laughs> but uh anyways, we were sitting there talking about it and just talking about the different scenes and how you got like the Memph hop scene, yep. which is more like conscious rap and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then you got uh you also got the street niggas. Yep. And and being somebody who's not necessarily from the city and you coming in and not necessarily having to attach yourself to a certain scene, have you had an opportunity? Because I'm sure you have. Have you had an opportunity to perform in those different places? Because I know you mentioned like Dream Fest. I know you've been at some of the places that I've been to where it's been like Memphis, where you got uh, damn, what's the name of that motherfucking spot on Madison? Artistic uh, Lounge. No, not Artistic Lounge. That's another one. But uh, shit, what is it? The uh, House of Mackenzie. <laughs> oh yeah, never, House of Mackenzie. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I ain't never been to perform there, but I've been to the place before. But you got like all these different venues that cater to a certain style or a certain thing. Then you got uh. What is it? Uh, dope on arrival. Yep. You got all of this shit, bro. You got all these yep. different spots with different kinds of artists and shit. And it's like breaking into those different scenes is a is a, a fucking journey. It's a hard. It's, it's hard. Yeah, I ha- I've had the ability, and I I will attribute all of this to my manager Shahida because she she a North Memphis veteran, right? So yeah. every time I walk in somewhere, I automatically get the stamp just because they know she from the north and that she they not finna fuck with her. So like, and. She just been my dog. We we worked together, and then it was she was like I, she took an interest to my music. I was like I'm about to make you my manager. She was like No, I don't really fuck with you like that. I'm not about to be your manager. And moved on. And I just kept on being like Hey, but I need a manager. And I just kept giving her more responsibility. It's like you my manager now, so deal with it. Like, but yeah, breaking into all those scenes is very difficult because I'm I'm you know I'm gonna say it like this. Once again, back to it. They didn't know me for nothing, so it was just either you're going to be bumping or you're not. Like, I remember one of those, I've done them all, y'all. Like, I've done yeah. the, the forums, but I've also done the, the pay-to-plays where you got to spend $300 to perform, and it's 90 niggas on the, on the goddamn, the, on, mm-hmm. on the bill, and, you, and Rick Ross supposed to come, and he don't. 
but you just hope he do because you want your opportunity. I've performed at them. I've performed at the big ones. I've like it, I've performed. I've opened up for for Boosie and Gotti over at Mud Island. Like I did it all. And the one thing I'll say about it is, if you dope, Memphis gonna respond to it. If you not, they not. Simple. Mm-hmm. If you dope, like like it's it's funny because I'm I'm at these locations where it would be I guess would be considered a street a street audience and I'm I, put your hands up hey put your hands up and them niggas gonna put their hands up but then I might be at a place where it's like an acoustic lounge and I might have to fight hard to make them to get their hands up like you can't really put a book on by its cover because if it's dope they're gonna rock with it no matter what and that's the one thing I, I think my brand has been able to do you know I got my tech service I got my email list I got some 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 niggas that's probably like some niggas from North Memphis that still fuck with me to this day. And then I got some acoustic lounge shit where they at the dog park and and mm-hmm. and they probably, you know, they gonna dress in tie-dye and you know what I'm saying? They they but they rock with me too. Like we we tried our hardest to make sure that I'm not pigeonholed to anything, right? Because being driven can be everything. Mm-hmm. So it don't matter. Just hit tight tee up if you want me to be at the Civil Rights Museum or if you need me to open up for Boosie, hit me up as well. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we've tried to make that brand be something where it just sits where if you have the drive, then you can come over here and let me be a part of you and you can be a part of me. That's really what we tried to do, so. Yeah, man. That's, that's kind of what I thought you were going to say. Because um, we had that same kind of a, um, interaction because like when I started doing music, I was still in Knoxville, in Knoxville, Tennessee. And that's where I like honed my little skills and shit. And then by the time I came back to Memphis in 2013, like I didn't immediately get into the scene and different from you. Like I, I know motherfuckers there and motherfuckers know me. <laughs> so I'm coming back home to a bunch of people who ain't never seen me rap. ain't never heard me rap. That kind of thing. And so, like, I started rapping and people like, damn, when this nigga started rapping? That kind of thing. <laughs> and so, like, I didn't know where to turn as far as, like, okay, where can I go perform? That kind of shit. I got into that shit just wanted to go to open mics and shit. Just wanted to go to an open mic because that's where I started. It's, like, just doing poems and shit like that. And so, I was like, I go to uh, The Word and uh, and, and fuck with, with Tanya Dyson and shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, and when you go to those open mic venues and shit and then they hear you and then they have, like, feature nights and shit like that. And they be like, you want to feature you can do two songs or whatever. You'd be like, all right, cool. You go out there and you basically the headliner for the night. And like niggas get put onto your shit that way. And yep. every opportunity that I have had in that city has come from being at another fucking venue. Like right. even when I got a chance to do Dream Fest, it was because I was at Artistic Lounge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like I was there and I had performed because of like some kind of little contest that they had where they was like, submit a video with uh, yourself doing a rendition of a bad boy song. It was like bad boy bit. night. Yeah, and so, like, me and Derek did went in my living room and shit, just fucking around, and they was like, y'all didn't win, but the uh, the lady, what's her name, Tamika, Tamika Greer, she was like, she really liked our shit, so she wanted us to fucking close the show out. And so it was like, all right, cool, we'll do that shit. We come up, we close it out. Shay come up to me and like, nigga, you got to do Dream Fest. And we was like, <laughs> nigga, okay. Like, it, it's, it's just, just the way like, it happened, bro. Like, for real, for real, like, when I first got up here, I don't know if you know the lady. You remember the? Do you know the lady Kim? No, Kim? I don't think I know. But like, so she was having contests out here somewhere in South Memphis, off damn near near Airways, and it was yeah. like, but Hot 107 was there though. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. I gotta go out here and kill it. 
I didn't win the contest because you know you got to bring people out with you. I ain't had nobody to bring out with me. I had one nigga with me and my, <laughs> my and my and my girl, my fiance, well my wife at the time, but it's my my wife now, but my girl at the time, she's a teacher. Yeah. So she's like, I can't be out till like three in the morning. So like, and I remember Kim was like, man, you dope, but like you got to bring more people with you, homie. So like, all right, cool. But that's how I was able to build a relationship with Rex, DJ Rex over at High 107. And so like, then, you know, just years go by. And then next thing you know, all right, cool. I'm at the radio station with him talking about that Billboard chart and album. Like all the things that you build up with, it's yeah. so funny you say that. It's so real, bro, because you never know who's going to be in the crowd, who's going to be there, who's going to see your talent. And this city is what well, it was. I don't really know what it looks like right now. I don't know what a post-COVID Memphis music scene is. <laughs> like, what? To be honest, if I'm just being 1,000, which you have no idea what it's going to look like now. But before that, though, like there was always places to perform. Now, the one thing that Memphis doesn't have is is that Nashville does have is just public relations, right? Like, you know, I moved back and forth. So I was in, I went back to Nashville like 2015, 2016 and got, you know, reconnected to that scene because it was more of an introduction because they didn't know me. And like, you could just go into the Spotify office because they got Spotify offices there. Like, mm. that's just the way it was. YouTube had an office there. They were building it. Like, they're, gentr- mm. they're gentrifying the fuck out of the city, but, like, they have these offices there. Like, the people are there. CD Baby's there. Like, they the, the, like the, they have real live public relation people that can put your ass in complex billboard. You know, mm. this is R&B. Whatever it is you want to be, you got people with real relationships in that city. In Memphis, it's not really like that. There's not really an outlet. There's not really a pipeline. Now, Social media has changed that a ton because you can literally go viral today, you know, in, in Bartlett and, and build a fan base off your phone if you know how to, you know, capture mm-hmm. them and bring them back in. But I do still think there needs to be a pipeline to say, OK, G killing that shit. He got 10,000 views on here. You know, yeah, PR might cost him a thousand dollars. But who's the PR representative in the city that has mm-hmm. the connection with Billboard, with Complex, you know, with a revolt? that can, you know, take you from in your front room to, uh, you know, Charlemagne to guide them. You know, these people that are getting it from Memphis, I don't necessarily think it's anything Memphis related that's getting them there. They're still attached to a record label that has a relationship with Revolt, with, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. Complex, with them. And so they're taking them on these PR runs. We don't have that here. I think that's the one thing that this that the city lacks. And I I, I ain't the person that's going to be able to solve it. Like, we've talked about it for years. If we could ever get that fixed, and I think it'll be so many more artists that are not just street rappers that be able to, uh, you know, have more, I guess, mainstream light on them. Mm-hmm. Cause there's really not a ton of rappers outside of that, that really get the light here. And there's so much more. Like oh, if you yeah. ever came to an open mic night here, you'd be fucking surprised. And they're still talking about the same stuff. They're just very fucking clever. Like, cause Memphis <laughs> is out of the mud. So it's going to be about niggas getting shot. It's going to be about that, but you'd be surprised how they can flip that shit. You'd be like, bro, this, these niggas cold. Like they cold out here straight up. Yeah, man. I, I 100% agree, bro. That's what kind of blew me away and made me want to stay connected to the scene yep. was coming to those open mics and getting to see people do their thing um, and, and learning about those different camps and shit. You got several different camps of niggas doing music and shit. That Killing it. You, yeah, and you just, you just be happy to be a part of working with those people. And like you said, it develops those extra relationships. And um, that was my biggest beef, too, was that there isn't a PR um, in the city, like we don't have a lot of public relations. So sometimes it can be discouraging where you sitting there working your ass off and then it's just like you're missing a link. <laughs> you just like, we just have one more link we need before we can pop this to the next level. And you just like know that it's not in your city. And it's. I respect, I feel that, you know, one thing about it for me though, we're just like, I just set out my goals really clear. 
and I knew what it is that I was trying to do. Obviously, Drake, if you hear this, sign me. I mean, what the fuck? Who would? <laughs> but I, I didn't let the number that people perceived I should have make mm-hmm. me feel any type of way. Mm-hmm. I set out every time, like, okay, so we got the new video lottery. I hope y'all watch it. If you didn't, I send y'all the link. But it's, more, it's more of a cinematic video. We trying to make it like Thriller and Bad, where, you know, back in the day where it was like, you know, Michael come and bop on the bitch or whatever, and then she hit you with the music, right? So shit like that. We're trying to go back to the old school with the record, right? Which is from a cinematic standpoint. I have a clear understanding of what it is I want to get out of this. And once I hit those goals, I'll go to the next. So yeah. somebody else might tell me, and I say this in a record. I'm like, bro, stop telling me I should be further ahead. That's not a compliment. Don't do mm-hmm. that. That's not a compliment. Stop telling me I should be further ahead because you don't know what my goals are. You don't know what I set out to do. Most people don't ask that question. They just think, oh, you drop a song. It should be doing what the baby's doing. I'm not mm-hmm. the baby. I don't have an engine behind me. Yep. I'm type T. I go to work every fucking day. I have a nine to five. My nine to five is my record label. That's what I do. I have to go here to be able to do these things that I want to do. Right. I don't look at it as a as a negative. It's just what it is. So I have strategic goals that are laid out every single time before we drop. And once I hit them, I don't know if it's a success or not. So I just I had to switch my mind and pivot because it either was going to be something I want to do forever or it's going to be something that I can let the other people make me feel like I ain't doing enough and not do it. And I did, I felt the same way when I first started out. Nigga, but like, you drop a record, ain't nobody sharing it. And now it's even worse because of the algorithm. So like, if you're not constantly posting and actually yeah. engaging with people, then uh-huh. you don't, your, your content will be so suppressed unless you run an ad. And it's like, nigga, like, I got an MOG and W bill. I can't just be spending all my money on fucking Hell Facebook. No. <laughs> yes, but you really have yeah. to, but other than that, they're, they're, they're designing it to suppress. Because if you think about it, Mark Zuckerberg makes so many people rich at the beginning of this shit because it was free to go viral. Like, you didn't have to do anything. Like, mm-hmm. like remember all the early content we used to get would just go viral. Like, it ain't mm-hmm. really like that anymore. Because they like, hey, nah, like, I need you to put some money in on this ad, bro. Stop playing with me. <laughs> real specific. Like, we've carved out our niche. I understand what it is I need to do. Before the pandemic, we were trucking along with my subscription service. And I knew the amount of people that I needed to get. I needed to hit a thousand to be able to do what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. But then the Rona came and it was like, well, nah, cause I'm not just gonna be out here asking niggas for money in the Rona. Cause you don't know what they are going through. You know what I'm saying? But now as the world is starting to open back up, I know what I gotta do. Like I, I see my path. I see my path. I see what it is we gotta do to knock out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, man, it's so much so much that you just said throughout like the whole conversation between you and G. Um, one thing to point out is, is kind of uh, that popped in my head was the similarities between Chattanooga and Memphis. It, it's something that you said where you said, look, in Memphis, you either bumping or not. And in Chattanooga, it's kind of the same way. You either going, they either going to stand there and look at you like you a fish in an aquarium Yep. And that's that's a shout out to the Quarium Channel. You see what I did there? They gonna jam out with you. One of the two. Um, so it, it's so interesting kind of to see the similarities as well as seeing, you know, everything else as far as the venues and, and just seeing y'all interaction, how it is to work in Memphis. Um, as well as coming back to 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 Nashville to 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 get into the midst of things here. Cause I, I kind of look at it as you know what we what are you saying the south they were used like look y'all can get on easy in, in new york because y'all got all the record labels around the corner it's kind of like that in nashville because you can literally go up there and talk to the people or, or at least get an appointment one you or can two. get an appointment like i remember I, damn i can't remember what record label it was but like 
You know, I put on a suit <laughs> and mm-hmm. I had my press kit and I just walked up there like I was supposed to. I didn't get the appointment, but I surely walked my ass up there like, yeah, is uh, such and such here? Yeah. Well, tell him a uh, tight came by. Like, you got to speak the lingo. Like, the shit yeah. didn't work. I didn't get the deal, but I don't mm-hmm. care. Like, I, it just the fact that it was there, it was possible. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what Access. I'm saying? Because at the time when I was in Nashville, I was doing uh, field sales. So that means I was actually doing like sales jobs out there. So I already had a suit on. So I just walked up there like, yeah, it's a, uh, damn, I can't think of the record label. But it was like out there, like before the Gulch was the Gulch, it was like the beginning of the Gulch, but kind of turning to what the Gulch is now. Yeah. Like there was like a, a small little office out there. Damn, I can't remember the name of the label, but I was I, like, you can't do that here because there's nothing here like that. I, I guess there I could pull go. up at Freeva and just wait for Gotti to come, but I don't yeah. want that smoke. So I, I mean, same, yeah. I could, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's just, but it, it, it's doable. One thing, like I said, a long time ago, you know, my manager, she sat me down and we just talked about it. It was like, man, you know, micro-targeting is really huge, man. Figuring out who the people are that support you and figure out ways to constantly get their support. And that's what my subscription service did. Like, based on however you want to support me, you can support me for $10 a month, you can do it for $20 a month, or if you're an artist, we got that artist artist consultation part of it, like, which is 25 a month. Like, figure out these people that said they rock with you and they want to consistently support you and, and, and continue to push content to them, right? And and it's amazing because they got 10 people that can tell about your music and then they got 10 people who can tell you about your music and they got 10 people that can tell about you. So just figuring it out that way, because rap is the only genre that I feel like this where there is ageism. There's a ton of it. There's a ton of other things in rap, <laughs> but there's yeah, definitely yeah. ageism. It's like you turn 30. It's like, nigga, what you doing? You either got to be yeah. on in most people's head or you got to have like no Drake. Or after that, it's going to be like, why are you doing this anymore? Mm-hmm. And I just looked at people and said, because I fucking want to. This is what I want to do. I, I'm going to do this till I die. So, like, let me figure out the people that support me and continue to fuck with them. Gotcha. And, and that that's, man, that's such a good point. Because if people don't know, Shada Low and, and 2 Chains was a lot older when they when they popped on. Man. <laughs> you know? Man. You, you know, getting new fans at that age is, is you know, why you're doing what you're doing at that age is amazing because people start to, like you said, 10 people know 10 people who know 10 people. And that's kind of what we do in real estate as well. Like speak to your spirit because they know people and they know people who know people and you kind of get that business. They're going to um, do the marketing for you. You know absolutely, what I'm Absolutely. And when we started off, Tommy T was like, he actually got a chance, you know, we would talk about you all the time. So me and G are kind of part of that 10 people and along with Izzy as well. And now for Tommy T to be pretty much becoming a new fan with listening to your music and talking about how dope your music is. I want to know for Tommy, how does it feel (laughs) to be able to really express that to an artist right in front of you that, you know, me and G have talked about for the longest and for Tight T, how does it feel to hear that, you know what I'm saying, that directly from, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, um, another individual who just now listened to your music? It feels great because uh, I'm, I'm super appreciative because you don't have to listen. Um, a lot of the earlier stuff, though, I don't really like it, but I love it at the same time because it was... I'll never be able to get back to that spot. Like that was the most doubted I probably was ever going to mm-hmm. be. Like now at this point, people still doubt me all the time, bro. Like, yeah. you know, I, I got a video dropping on Wednesday. Like I said, lottery, check it out. This podcast dropping soon. So anyway, yeah, be- the video probably dropped the next day. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, quick plug. But there's still going to be people like, let's just say it don't immediately get 10,000 views when I drop it. Ah, there you go. <laughs> you regular, give it up. So I don't care no more. Like it, 
I got to keep going. But back to the point, like, I mean, I appreciate it. I appreciate it so much, but I think I've gotten so much better. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's what it's a weird dynamic because it's like, I appreciate those songs. Like those records still get on TV today and it'd be like, why? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. Bruh. Why they like to put them on. I don't know why yeah. everyone wants to, well, I do know why because they're getting pitched to the same person. So I got a relationship with them, but it's like, Hey, but check this out though. They're like, man, we like that. But like that, that's mm-hmm. it. I'm like, it's a weird game in sync but it's like I just feel like I've gotten so much better like the cadences and stuff I was doing back then it was like I was on this weird Roscoe Dash shit and it just wasn't it and like I was trying to find out who I was you know what I'm saying like I was putting together a piece of work that I was individually putting out as singles but I put together this body of work to have something because I remember my manager say she was like you got to make sure all right, so you had the two songs that were doing good. It was called No and Stop Us Now, but it was like, all right, people are like, what's next? And so we had, that's what we kept hearing from all the TV people. It was like, hey, can you give us more? Like, we want these two songs, but, you know, we might want to have Tom Cruise running through some fire and we just can't continue to use these two records. Like, do you have more? We need more. And so they were like individually packaged singles that I put together under this one umbrella yeah. just for TV and film. Like that was the point of the overlook, to be honest. And like, mm-hmm. I'm blessed because six out of those eight songs made on TV and to like video game trailers and stuff like that. So it was a blessing. But like, I think I've gotten so much better just from a writing standpoint. Cause like, you know, it's, it's, it's no secret. The more you do something, the better you're going to get. And that's all I could do right now because of the pandemic. So I think right. I've gotten a ton better from a cadence standpoint, from a flow standpoint, like understanding and hearing notes, like sonically picking out beats better. I just think I've gotten so much better. So I kind of cringe when people listen to that first stuff. Cause it's like, <laughs> I don't think it's that good. So I appreciate you, but also it's kind of like, I'm excited because I'm just going to keep on getting better and like my newer stuff. And like, some, like I would tell you to check out some of those car freestyles with me and Izzy because I think I bumped them hoes. Like she just brought out something in me because she's so talented and like teaching her to rap was probably one of the, the most things I'm excited about because I, I got to see, you know, all that work that I put in Mm-hmm. and another person and now mm-hmm. she's just a monster like she's unstoppable like the only thing that can stop her is herself to be honest mm-hmm. like and she picked it up so fast to see somebody be able to pick that shit up like that and just go and go crazy like those are the things i'm more excited about so long story short yeah bro i appreciate it tommy <laughs> but like i think i've gotten so much better and like the newer stuff that i'm working on i can't wait for you to hear that because now we're transitioning to some different shit like yeah Rapping is cool and I love rapping forever, but like me and my manager, we sit down, we always try to figure out what we're going to do for the next year. What are our goals? What are we trying to figure out? And it's like, pin game is the next thing for me because a lot of people don't know, like all those choruses and stuff that easy be singing or uh-huh. all the stuff that y'all hear that I have another artist song. I write this shit. Like mm-hmm. I'm the person that gives them the paper, like, Hey, sing it like this, do that. And now I really want to transition and sit into my space, like Quincy Jones or the dream or people that are like that write albums for people. So I'm excited about this next spot that y'all going to hear from me. Like it's going to be like an R and B gospel, um, you know, new age R and B album where, you know, I might be on there featuring myself, but you're going, I'm, 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 I wrote the records for all these other artists and they're going to sing it. And I can't wait for y'all to hear it because now mm-hmm. it's time for me to go to that new spot. Like I always will rap because rap is my space. That's the, that's, I charted billboard. I charted four billboard charts as a hip hop artist who work in a fucking nine to five. Like this is a, it's amazing. I'm thankful to God, but now I want to show y'all the next space where my pin game is finna take me there as well. I think that's amazing. Um, to be able to sit down and, and like, I do, it, I, I do it with Greg as well, you know, to be able to sit down and then talk to you about, this about your music and get to hear 
what you think about your music. It's funny that you was like, man, that's some of my worst stuff. I feel that same way when it comes to like our podcasting and, mm-hmm. and videos and stuff like that. I, the first videos that I was making was from like gaming videos and those are terrible. I wouldn't watch those for anything, you yep. know, but um, <laughs> just to see the journey, just to, as a fan of music and doing this podcast and learning how to listen to the artistry of the music, you know, you start to get an appreciation for it, man. And when they say when when Greg sent the message that you was, you agreed to jump on and stuff, and then I started listening to your music, and you can tell you getting better and better and better. Um, it's just amazing. I'm looking forward to the new stuff uh, for sure, for sure. Um, but you know, just just to be able to sit here and be like, hey, well, what did you think about this? If you didn't like that, or just to hear you say, well, I've gotten better this is how I did it or, or just to hear everything that you're saying, man, like I've been quiet because I've been like, dog, I'm sitting here watching a YouTube video <laughs> of this dude just talking like, like it's, a, it's amazing to me, man. And I'm, I'm like, I'm appreciative of everything that you do as far as your artistry and uh, as far as the music you're making and, and your strides that you're doing. Um, this, this is amazing to me, man. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much all I got to say, man. <laughs> Appreciate that, Tommy. Like for real. Like I hope I hope anybody listening to this ain't nothing special about me. The only thing that is special about me, and I say this all the time, is the fact that I just will not give up. Mm-hmm. For real. Like a ton of my peers have stopped. I say this in a couple of my raps coming up, and maybe it's because I'm stubborn. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I do believe that this is the gift that God gave me. Um, you know, sometimes I battle and I'm like, damn, am I using it right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like. I just can't. I just I just won't. I don't know what else. To, I don't know what else. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing this in some capacity until the end of time. That's mm-hmm. until the, my time. Like, you know, you got the little thing, the little jar where your time mm-hmm. is just going out with the sand. And so I plan to be doing this in some type of way. And the only way that I could do this and not go crazy was figure out what are my goals? What am I trying to knock out every single time? And, mm-hmm. I, and when I talk to a lot of artists, I think that's a big thing that they got to understand. Like, what is it? Like a lot of them have the vision, but they don't think about the, the digestible steps that it's going to take to knock out this, you know, from A to B, like they're going from A to Z. It's like, there's like 30 other steps that you got to do to get there. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have it, then what will happen is everybody else's expectations will start to, to prey on you. So you need to like define what it is that you want out of this. And once you get that defined, it, it can't be another, it, think about it. It literally won't be a thing another nigga can say. Cause it's like, but I already know what I'm trying to get out of this. So I don't really care what you're saying. Like, this is my goal. I can't believe that that was your goal. Congratulations. But like, this is my goal. And I'm gonna mm-hmm. make sure I knock that out. So. Man. Yeah. Man. Dope. Quick epithet, man. Um, <laughs> little known fact. Um, me and Derek as acronym music, we have one fucking video, like one fucking music video. The, the only reason that we have that music video is because Tight T dropped Say La B. I was, uh, when I was at that time, <clears throat> like trying to figure out like what direction to go in, like with a music video, because we got tons of fucking music. Everybody got tons of music, but I didn't have any music videos and I was trying to figure out like, what do I want to do? And a lot of the time it came down to like, I didn't see I didn't know somebody who had the, the talent to match my vision as far as like what I wanted to see out of a music video. I seen this nigga worked with, I don't even remember the guy's name, but dude look Asian and shit. Yeah, but I, I saw the dude and I saw his shit and I was like, oh shit, nigga, we got access to shit like this. 
Oh, yeah. it's over with. Like, <laughs> I was like, it's over with. Nigga, like, I got access to this shit. I ain't know. I ain't know. I'm telling you. I was sitting there and I said, okay. I'm, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, Josh Malibertine, you right. Oh. I see the fucking name in my head now. But like, um, I, I ended up reaching out to this dude named Michael Pixels to do our video. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was because I just had been like seeing this nigga shit on so much stuff. I think uh, Omega Forte, another artist who we one day will have mm-hmm. on this show. He don't even know it yet. But um, anyways, he had like some little stuff that he had done with him. Just like little snippet shit. Right. Just like motion graphics and stuff. And I was like, nigga, he finna do a video for us. Fuck you. <laughs> and so like I reached out to the nigga and um, he was cool about it. We met up and, and, and fleshed out the vision. And the nigga just kept being so surprised that like I had everything fleshed out. Like I was just like, yeah, it's gonna do this, and this is gonna right. transition into that, and this is gonna. Do he was like, damn nigga, you did the video, then they're like, yeah, bro, in my head. <laughs> and so like we got the video together, and I was just like, the goal was just like, I just want to make a music video that I'm fucking proud of. Like mm-hmm. that was the the fucking goal. Like you said, you gotta have your goals etched out, so so that nobody else can come in and say like you didn't do as well as what you right. thought you did. That kind of thing. And like to this day, it ain't got a whole lot of views and shit on YouTube or nothing. But nigga, I'm proud as hell because we finally got a music video done. That's what's most important, bro. Yeah. Like real talk. And it's funny you said Say La V. Say La V to me was like crazy because little no fact, like black people don't know this, but I talk about it in interviews though. But like I was in drama club and stuff like that. So I did theater. And that's what I actually, that's my next pivot as well. Like, like for the, I keep bringing up lottery, but like, so lottery is, we said it back in like the fifties. So we're trying to like remake like black grease in essence. So we got like the fifties car and we got the wigs on and we acting and shit like that. But for say La V, it was like, when I went to Josh, I was like, man, I think I want to do Phantom of the Opera. And he was like, what the fuck? Cause there hadn't really been no Phantom of the Opera with hip hop and shit like that. And so, yeah, I'm like, I want my pieces to matter as well. Like the visuals have to matter. Like, I think it's really mm-hmm. important. So when we did that, it was so fucking hot. And I had to wake up at like three in the morning to put that prosthetic face and shit on and this and that. And I rented all the clothes from the Nashville uh, theater thing down there in Nashville. Cause I got like a theater in Nashville. You can run all these old timey ass clothes and shit like that. But you know, just to talk to somebody, cause I ain't against nobody just standing up against that car and having bitches around that shit. Man, if that's what you want to do, I ain't pressed about that. But that ain't really me. Like I'm past the having the cars and, and the girls just bopping on me. Like, I mean, I, I gotta go look my wife in the face. So she would probably be like, why are there three light skins on you? It wouldn't make any sense, right? So I have to like <laughs> think past that. And we had to put out some dope content. And like, I love Say La Vie. It was lit. It was such a fun video. It was hot as fuck, but it was fun to actually try to bring out that vision. Like that's, that's really important. And like, we're going to try to keep on doing stuff like that. Like the pandemic, it kind of like slowed us down, but it ain't stop us. It ain't stop us. So we got more content coming. And I can, I'm, I'm happy that you said, say la vie. I, I hopefully it inspired you, but bro, like you dope as hell. Like, I don't, this is another conversation for Greg. Greg know how I feel about him, his music, yeah. his brand. I just think he, he hard as fuck. Like, and, Nothing can stop them. That's just how I feel. And a lot of niggas be like, bro, shut up with all that driven shit, though, bro. But that's just how I feel about y'all, because I feel like y'all are uber talented. And as long as you don't quit, you'll figure it out. But if you yeah. quit, you will lose, though. Like, mm-hmm. that, you then you will lose. Like, you can't. Yeah. But if you just continue, you never know. Like, I don't know what your ultimate goal is, but you never know how big crit will hear your beat. And then that's yeah. it. Then that's it. Then it's over. Then Crit, you know, Crit send it to David Banner. And then David Banner put that shit in Nike commercial. Like these are these are literal things that can happen. You just gotta continue to be putting out the content mm-hmm. and continue to work it. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Woo! Man. Yo, 
we have talked about <laughs> we have talked about so much that for everyone that's listening, I know y'all gonna have to digest this because there's so much in there. And you can literally see the very definition of driven and who tight he is. And we went through the billboard charts. We went through creativity. We went through the past with me and him. We went through the, the work ethic with G and tight T and his work ethic all the way to, you know, Tommy T becoming like a, a brand new fan and exploring and hearing something new. You know, you know what the running joke on the show is, is really Tommy T listening to something new every week, every week. He has to, <laughs> <laughs> he has to yep. every single yep. week. And um, man, it, it's been such a blessing and amazing for one, for us to catch up. Cause I, I know that I need to start taking, you know, I need to, I know after this pandemic's over, I'm probably going to be like, hey, what y'all doing? Because I'm going to hit the road and come <laughs> holler at y'all in Memphis just to catch up with you, Hot Rod, and, and everyone else that's there. Man, um, please pull up, bro. For real, it'd be love. It'd be good to see you get into the studio just to get the vibes. You know, Rod over here on Mendehall, it's lit. You know, it's just a lot of talent to be in and out. And yeah. I just like being around it. You know, I took a big pause because of that Rona, but I'm starting to get back into it slowly. Got different artists coming in. And Rod been the same straight. Like, he the same. I, I don't know the same Rod before I met Rod, but like, I'm pretty sure he the same chill guy that just yeah. like being around people. So like, he ain't pressed about nobody pulling up, looking at me just advertising that main studio like that. I don't know, but <laughs> dope as hell. <laughs> I miss with Rod the long way because he just, as soon as I met him, he'd been the same the whole time. And, and you wouldn't have, you would, you would never know that Rod is a fucking damn near platinum Producer, billboard producer. That ain't how he act. That ain't how he move. He just that Memphis nigga shit, bro. <laughs> he just so chill, like, and it's love. And that and that, and those are the type of environments where you can create anything. You don't feel no pressure. You feel love, and you just creating. It's lit over there. Please pull up. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm definitely gonna make my way down as well. Uh, yeah, as well. Um, before we end this today. You know, we've talked about what you got coming in the future from acting to writing and being behind the scenes. Um, but if there's anything else, anything else that you want to share with the people, man? What yeah, you on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. or 7.30, depending on what time I get out of a meeting. I'll tell you, I got a real life ass job, y'all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to be releasing the uh, the video to my single lottery. So, Tommy, if you checking out any stuff, the last project that I dropped, it was called Rona, which stands mm -hmm. for Ready or Not Adjust. Yeah. And it was because it don't matter who you are, where you're from, we all had to figure out how to adjust through that last year. So I dropped that last year. The first single was called Countdown. Yep. The video was lit. You know, we hit, we hit our goals on what we were trying to do with that. Um, Got good responses on it. And so what I did was, like I said, I talk about my subscription service a lot because these people mean the world to me. But so we posed it to the subscribers. We were like, hey, what do y'all want the next video to be? So we put up a poll and they voted and they were like, man, we want the song to be lottery. So I was like, all right, cool. But we, I didn't want to just drop a video where it was just like me and my wife running around the city again. So we yeah. took it back to like a time period beat piece. We went back to the 50s, like late 50s, early 60s, like a juke joint. I played this guy who's uh, like the cocky singer back in the 50s, like, you know, running around and like, can't nobody fuck with me pretty much. And like, 
it's funny how it ends and stuff like that. So we acted. But anyway, I'm dropping the video this Wednesday night. So Wednesday night, uh, G done turned his camera off, uh, people, if y'all looking. But anyway, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be this Wednesday night. That'll be the 31st at 7.30 p.m. on my, or 7 or 7.30, probably 7, um, um, but 7-ish on my uh, Tight Facebook page and my uh, YouTube page. I'll be dropping the videos called Lottery. i love for everybody to just tune in, watch it, um, and let me know what you think about it immediately afterwards. I'll be doing like a little live reaction. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be like picture in picture. Like I'll be in that corner over there and the video will be going on. So I'll be talking through it. But after I uh, do that, then I'll go ahead and drop the video so you can just watch it in your leisure as well. So I love for y'all to give me your feedback on it. Like I said, we take, we're trying to take it to the next level. We want to go back to those cinematic pieces. And I want to introduce y'all to, um, you know, like the small pieces of acting. I ain't the best actor, but I, I'm ready to get into to the to a new space. And uh, I'm excited for y'all to see it. So it's called Lottery. It's coming on Wednesday night. And yeah, bro, like I would love anybody on this, you know, take some time, learn who I am. And if you feel like, man, I'm really rocking with the brand, I'm driven and please join my subscription service. Just visit www.drivenbymusic.net. At the top of the page, it says, uh, you know, become a driven VIP um, today. You can sign up if you want to support for $10 a month, $20 a month or $25 a month. If you are a artist, that's $25 a month for consultation. But for 10 and 20, you got different perks, like different monthly things that come to your mailbox. Like, I ain't pulling up, but I'll mail you stuff. So you'll get like, you know, Christmas, we give out Christmas cards. And mm-hmm. like uh, when you when you become a subscriber immediately and you get like a little welcome kit, it comes with like a little driven VIP license, a car freshener, little things like that. Like we just want to make it where you feel the experience and you will feel like you're a part of the drive. So I'd love for anybody to sign up. If you ain't got the money, I understand. It's cool. I'm going to ask everybody again. Greg already supported, so I'll be coming back to, to Steve and uh, Tommy here shortly. I mean, because I ain't afraid to ask. I ain't afraid to dig in your inbox and be like, bro, where you sign up? Because you think it's going to happen. You either, either are or you ain't. Yeah, like, yeah that's man. it. Pretty much. And, and I don't like to play around with the algorithm. So I know if you, I can tell if you're seeing it on your on Facebook. So yeah. I'm just straight up ask you. Okay. Like, <laughs> don't get bothered by that no more. You're preaching know? right there, bro. Yes, the algorithm shit, bro. Just Crash. don't ask a nigga. I'm pulling up to your home. I'm pulling up to your inbox, bro. Will you sign? Oh, up? yeah. Okay. Yes, well, sir. that's fine. You don't want to? No smoke. I don't care yeah. about it. But I'm, I'm going to continue to ask because that's how I charted Billboard, bro. Like, I got into them DMs and I was like, bro, will you buy my album? Like and the people they they miss that part. So many people ask me, how can I chart Billboard? It's like, yeah, bro, you got dope music, but like, what's your strategy behind it? So I probably asked like seven thousand people, bro. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and then it, those are, those are the things that are gonna separate you. Yeah, I, yeah, like the music's dope, but like, nah, I need to bring it to your home because you know why? That's what Peanut was doing back in the day. Mm-hmm. People don't put those those things together. They was driving up to the neighborhoods though. They didn't have it easy as us as the internet. So I yeah. could touch niggas in New Orleans from my phone. P had to pull up to you, and he was selling them out the trunk. It's the mm-hmm. same grind. It's the yeah, same grind. Yeah. He was going neighborhood to neighborhood and asking people to buy his album. So why am I going? Why I'm going to be afraid to do that? Like, mm-hmm. but long story short, yeah, the video coming on Wednesday, bro. Please watch <laughs> it. It's called Lottery. I love every last one of y'all to do it. Whenever y'all drop this, I'm going to take this snippet and chop it up and run ads on it. So I love y'all. There you go. <laughs> I am, bro. I'm just telling you what I'm gonna do, bro. I'm gonna chop that whole little section we just had up, and I'm gonna tell people, please buy this it, nigga. stream it, bro. Real talk. Fuck with this nigga, bro. Yeah, hey, in a long way. The fearlessness. And, and, yes. and I'm, I need one of those uh, driven sweaters if you're still making those because they were so hard. 
Man, you know what? I, I do need to get, I do a really, I ain't gonna lie, I could do a way better job with merch, but bro, like, it's expensive to hold merch on hand. I ain't gonna mm, lie I to you. It I buy is. this myself, you know what I'm saying? So I need to get it out. So, and like these on-demand shops take so much money from you if you're trying mm-hmm. to do that. I mess with Printful and all of them, but like, I ain't trying to give y'all $8 of my profit just because y'all can, you know, source the, the goddamn sweater. Mm-hmm. So it's like, when I get to merch, I get to merch, I need like bulk orders. Other than that, I kind of just hold on to them. I'm just being 100% honest. Mm-hmm. Cause this is coming out of my money. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I understand because that's a deep conversation, right? Yeah, that's we got so much talk about. Just that, that's that independent artist shit, right? It's it's a grind, bro. I understand completely with the real estate, and uh, I had my own t-shirt line for a minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Folks so. tell you they're gonna buy the junk, so I didn't spend the money on it. I need you yeah. to pull up and buy this, but now you Absolutely. can't buy it. What happened? I'm the one that got to take this hit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? D- that's mine. So like, <laughs> right, man, right. It's it's a different it's a different level. So yeah, but actually, did get a lot of people like, man, I want one of them junks, but. I mean, I need to have enough orders to make sure I go purchase them just. Other than that, you know, it's just going to be me with that hoe on, to be honest. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? I feel you, We bro. need everybody to go pre-order. I feel you, pre-order. Oh, actually, this is what we're going to do. Go pre-order after lottery drop, Wednesday night at yeah. 7 to 7.30. <laughs> See, there you go. Boom. There it is. And then come back here to the Speaker Giga podcast on no, well, gonna, it already dropped speaker, on Tuesday. Yeah. You're going to get to the speaker gigas You can come back to get more of the jewels that we just talked about after you listen, uh, listen to Lottery Wednesday night at 7 to 7.30 with Tight T if you haven't listened to the podcast on Tuesday night. Right. Boom. There you there go. There you go. Well, guys, Man. another episode in the books. Tight T, thank you once again for being on this podcast with us. Um, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Speaker Geekers podcast. If you haven't already, please go subscribe to the YouTube page. Um, also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Speaker Geekers podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Tommy T the third. You got Steve at the great Steve O Steve and you got Greg at instantly underscore G and tight T. What's your Instagram form real quick, man? So follow me on Instagram, uh, T-Y-K-E, two underscores T. I know it was dumb as hell with them two <laughs> underscores, but somebody already had type T, so I had to put like two underscores T. And then Twitter, same thing. Facebook, if you're looking for my artist page, it's just Driven Type T, so D-R-I-V-E-N-T-Y-K-E-T. And then YouTube, I did a terrible job at branding this, but it's Lavellis23. I didn't rechange my my YouTube. I'm sorry, y'all. So just Lavellis23. <laughs> uh, but listen, what you can do, if you follow me on Instagram, T-Y-K-E-2 underscores T, then I have a link tree with all this information, so you ain't got to worry about it. So that'll be the easiest for everybody. <laughs> and there you have it, man. Um, That's all I got. You guys got anything extra? Anything else? Um, Of course. Wise words from the great Steve Steve. Look, for everyone who listens to this, you just got a whole crash course on how to be successful in whatever you're doing. Some of the stuff that Tai T just talked about today, I do it in real estate. Um, it's an interesting story of where when I got my first job in the music industry, I walked down Music Row in Nashville with my resume dressed up. And you just heard Taiti say the same thing. So understand, man, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Just try to improve it to fit you and be as successful as you most possibly can. And share, 
you just heard G and and G and Tyke share an incredible story about making uh that video and not on that working together and don't be afraid to uh big up one another you know what i'm saying because we all need each other so man if you listen to this podcast and you just get all of these incredible jewels then man take that and run with it period and there it is <laughs> period greg you got anything <laughs> No, man, I ain't got nothing, man. You know I'll never have shit to say at the end. That's it be over with by then. Uh, <laughs> Y'all niggas almost killed my battery on my computer. And shit. Done. I had to check out and go get my damn charger. I was like, damn, what the fuck? <laughs> Tight T, you got anything, man? Nah, man, I appreciate y'all. If y'all ever need me back, just just whatever. I ain't got to be an interview. I can just come pull up, talk shit with y'all. So just let me know. I'm there. Nothing. That's what's up, man. We appreciate it, man. Well, with that being said, man, I'm out. Peace. Peace.